Tarmogoy, Fu Rudolph, Dasher, Dancer and Blitzen make it all out of the woods alive. Leovold has advised the elves to go on strike. The Christmas crackers are all engineered explosives and Snapcaster Santa couldn't even make it through the breach, i.e. down the chimney. We're here to ask if Liliana of the Tinsel Vale arrived and separated your presents into two piles. Would you take the large boxes from Mum and Dad or the soft gifts with too much sticky tape on them from Nan? This is Sevenland Hand. Large boxes. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? It's not even a question. <laughs> Sagada is a jaw dropper of a box topper, but the f- but fire the party poppers. As an angel, she could also be a Christmas tree topper. Joining me with other whoppers, it's Aaron Basking and Root Wallen. Ah, <laughs> uh, I almost got that. Is that the bit so I was worried about? Aaron Basking and Root Waller Robbins Graham. That's a good one. That's ice creamery. That's good, yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid I, I, I thought of that, and then later on, I was thinking, oh, Ben and Jerry's, what What was it? Ben and, no, David, that doesn't really ben work. Ben and Jerry's Wildsmith. Yeah, it doesn't, no, <laughs> there's no card that is coming to mind. Welcome, yeah. David, Ben and Jerry's Wildsmith. There we go, there got it. Go. That's a good magic card. Lovely. Thank yeah. you. Ben uh, and Jerry, legendary creatures. <laughs> so, gentlemen, gentleman, what's been happening in your world of geek since we last spoke? Goodness, so many things. Yeah. A uh, couple things that aren't necessarily geek, but they are geek in their own way. Yeah. I've been getting into cooking. What? <laughs> oh, my God. He's growing up. He's turning into an adult before our all eyes. It, all it took was some, some Silicon Valley-style app called yeah. HelloFresh. Have you heard of this? Look at me. Do I look like someone who uses an app called HelloFresh? Okay, I just called HelloFresh. Every week they go, hey, yeah. what four of these ten different recipes would you like? And you pick four of them that stick out to you and they just send you the ingredients and nothing but the ingredients as yeah. your grocery shop for the week. They send it to you outside your house. You don't even know what, you don't even know what you're going to be making. They give you a list of ten okay. and you can pick four. Yeah. Say if you want to do four. Yeah, yeah. You can do six, seven, if you, if you want sure. to, for every night. Perhaps eight. Perhaps eight, or if nine. you want to make yeah. a lunch okay. or a, brec- <laughs> a breakfast. Um, they send you just the ingredients in like a paper bag. So like a tomato, two cloves of garlic, a lemon and a thing. Yeah. The meat and another thing. Stick it all in the fridge. When it's time to cook, it takes like half an hour. Follow the little recipe card. It's Amazing food. Amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh I'm not God. sure we're hitting our demographic here with this chat. This is the first food. I do generally talk about farming yeah. games, though, so maybe it is all just on maybe the same it is. Yeah. Do you think that's what's going to happen? The people are going to write in and go, "Could you, could you like expand the food segment yeah. of Seven Land Hand? The, the, tell me more about carrot farm. Growing your own carrots at home. Yeah, yeah, tell me more. Do you feel? Do you feel like the the <laughs> onions and the garlic should be fully glazed and like? caramelized see-throughy before you jump in there or do you like to leave them a little bit fresh fresher or cook them even further and make a brown them off yeah a little brown bit. brown, Ooh, brown where's, your where's your perfect yeah yeah where's your perfect? I, I, I expect we'll get zero questions on that front yeah i i do like i've got a few friends who uh who are uh, gaming couples uh, yeah there's, there's one couple in mind in particular they're a bit older than us and every time i say we don't cook they go you guys are you guys are scum because you don't cook because we don't cook because it's like they're like, oh, you're just wasting. As gamers, <laughs> yeah. 
were wasting value by getting takeout or getting or, or only knowing how to do two yeah. things. You're, you're not expanding your horizons and stuff. And I agree, but I also can't be bothered a lot of the time. So this is a pretty perfect way for I me to... I do agree, but philosophically, <laughs> and Severland and David is compelled to disagree with this entire conversation yeah. and reflect back on an old friend of mine called Wombles, who has sadly departed us. Uh, he said that there should be... I can't remember the last part of this, but he said, on any gaming table, there should be more calories than... And the, there was an excellent punchline there. There was something like dice, or but there yeah. was something that there was a lot of more calories than because he would bring yeah. bring big bags of calories, and mm. we would eat them all and be merry. Yeah. What happens when you finish them? Uh, You've you, got to replace them with other calories. You'd probably die like Wommels. <laughs> probably did. die. Shout out to Wommels. Actually oh, dead. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Of a heart attack. Uh, let's not. Also, let's not. <laughs> not a demographic. Um, the other non-nerdy, yeah. geeky thing. I got a puppy on the weekend, so that's been pretty exciting. Right. Um, so that's been. Do you need cu- me to fill here? I guess we're... it's been cutting into my gaming time. That's what I've been. That's right. what I'm saying. So the the things yeah. I have been able to do. Been playing Smash Bros on the Nintendo Switch. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> So this is a this is like a very very intense fighting game. I've been trying. I've been writing down over here. I'm trying trying to remember what the console's called. Swat Swatch. You know, I was explaining to you earlier on how my Fortnite crew yeah. is basically my 13 year old son and his high school and his mates. Friends, yeah. mm-hmm. um, one of them said to me, he said, uh, I, "I just got my Xbox as an early Christmas present," and mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, is this the first console you've ever had?" And he said, "No, I had a Wii before." And I said, "So this is your first console then?" <laughs> <laughs> Stick it to him, baggers. Yeah, yeah you got him. You also, nailed that kid to the wall. Switch conversations. Also, the switch. Yeah, um, uh, yeah this um, Smash Bros has just come out, which I also used to play on the Wii. <laughs> God, but it's a very intense fighting game. But it has characters from all of Nintendo's back catalogue, so you can have Mario fighting Kirby, fighting Bowser, fighting Link, fighting. That guy from Sorry, what Me- was? from the lady from Metroid <laughs> fighting Star Fox, and it's actually really, really, really hard, and I'm very, very bad at it. So I'm learning. It's a lot of fun. Oh, sorry, I just keep glazing over. Uh, I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> we were we were at the movies today mm-hmm. to watch uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and there was an advert that came on. And it was a Switch advert, so we all had a good laugh. Did it make you think, oh, I could, oh, perfect. <laughs> no, it Lovely. looked like an ad from the 80s. Family. It looked like an ad from the 80s merged with uh, Disney Infinity characters. Oh. There's these, there's an, in, there's like a, a Disney Infinity model type of thing coming out for the Switch mm-hmm. where they've got spaceships and shit and you get to add weapons on, change your weapons oh, off. And it knows. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and it looks fucking crap. And the oh. advert looks. <laughs> oh, you love it. You love I it. It'll be right up your alley. Uh, like, looks fucking cool. Cra- I gotta go Switch now. No, crap is what I said. Not oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, it looks. Fucking dreadful. Cool, so, yeah. And yeah, so you're getting it. Yeah. I'm getting one. <laughs> but, yeah, that was good. I may or may not have bought that cardboard thing where you build a robot out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> I sold uh, it on, on Gumtree. I was like, oh, God, this is too far. <laughs> was it, wasn't it enough? Yeah. It was too much. No, that's a shame. Anyway, Smash Bros. is good. And I've been watching a TV show. I think you'll really, really like this. Okay. Not well, in a way I, I think you'd like Smash Switch, Bros. The documentary. It's called... How they invented the game <laughs> so and sell it tomorrow. It's called Mario. All the great bits yeah. about Mario. Fucking hell. Uh, okay, uh, Killing Eve, it's called. 
Oh. It is by yes. BBC America. It's got Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy in it, but mm. I've never seen her in anything, but she's very, very impressive in this. And also Jodie Comer, who plays uh, <laughs> a female um, yeah. assassin. That's a good name for someone that you want to be intriguing on the screen. Jodie Comer. Is it like... Oh, yeah, I know. Don't give it Oh, Oh, yeah. C-O-M-E-R. Sorry. I don't only yeah, just, oh, coma, I mean, yeah. Coma. Yeah, it sounds like coma. She is entrancing in the same way that... She'll put you into Alison a... Brie is... <gasps> Man, Alison Brie is so good. The truly, more I watch Community, I'm thinking, this girl is just amazing. She's so just incredible so, and yeah. so malleable. And mm. you will uh, fall in love, but also when you fall in love with her, she'll murder you because then yeah. she's anything. That's what you perfect. want. You want to get sucked in, drawn in, yeah. go for the ride, the emotional ride of the act, where the average act is taking you. Yeah. And this is on, I just never. It's what is, so what, what format, what uh, platform is this on? Platform, uh, it's on ABC iView for free. So ABC? I, <laughs> no, it's it's made by BBC America, so it's got a weird licensing. Thing. Okay, so where do I get ABC? You can, oh, you can download got, it as an app for free on any of your streaming. Oh, you whatever. can. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just it's free on ABC iView, so mm. it doesn't even, you don't even need a streaming service. It is the best show I've watched in ages. Also tipped, I saw uh, Axel of um, pre fifty episode fifty Axel's philosophy <laughs> corner. He ooh, shout it? out if you know about shout that. out to <laughs> Axel. He is also a hot tipper. He's in many ways, I'd guess, but I guess it's back to pre fifty, pre fifty shows. Uh, no, he, he also mentioned Killing Eve is just the best thing ever. Okay, so so if he says if he says it as well, it's just like it must be a nailed on. And um, classic. Final thing, as a writing aside, the writer of the show is Phoebe Waller Bridge, who's previously done comedy shows. Yeah, and they liked her style of writing so much because she mixes comedy and drama so well. They were like. Rather than put that in a comedy setting, let's yeah. put it in a drama setting. And it's so whip-smart funny while also being completely brutal at the same time. It is a dream. It is the I'm, f- I'm finding really, that, it's not, so you know, not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm a writer as well. You're a writer. Um, I'm You're finding writer. in the current book that I'm working on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, there's lots of scenes where I'm just adding in loads of things that I think is comedic and it's very dark and people uh sort of mean you always got to put your characters in bad situations mm. but i'm putting them in bad situations and in my head as i'm writing them i'm thinking this is hilarious mm. but then when i put it out there and people read it they're not taking it as hilarious so it's it's, they're going, it's, it's very intense or it's very yeah like, i don't know yeah. i don't know it's too early to say but then they're saying it's definitely not a comedy mm-hmm. but i'm putting them in situations which i'm finding i uh, thinking a comedic you know that tragedy thing you know like mm-hmm. you see if, if it happens to someone else it's a, it's comedy but if it happens to you it's tragedy yeah. and there's some weird middle ground there between with black humor i think so i'm I'm worried that well I'm not worried but I'm I'm sort of probably skirting a line between black comedy and drama but it's it's a very fine line. It's kind of my favorite yeah. genre because yeah. this show is very much like you're shocked, horrified and in love with this character at the same time. It is so yeah. So, 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 oh, so many things like like Killing incredible. Shorty. Have you seen Killing Shorty? I, no, I I love, I, get, get Shorty. Get, get Shorty, get Shorty on seen, uh, Stan. Yeah, yeah no. that's cool. Yeah, I got some stuff to catch up on. So, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That was great. Mm-hmm. I'm not into watching. I've, I've I drifted off towards the end because I'm not into the animation or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, no, again, no I'm not into animated films. Yeah. I don't. Love I can't do that. Spider Man. Yeah, see, I like Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I really I think there's a lot lot of ground to be covered. They did origin story stuff really well because they're just like you know the story blah 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 this the main part of it is 10 seconds 10 seconds this is how it happens half an hour yeah Yeah. 
But it's very stylized as well because they've really played with the format because it's animated. They've allowed themselves to be animated and, yeah. and it's quite incredible on, so on that front. So they a lot. Cool. Yeah, eventually it boils down to just uh, how, you know, a story. But I think it's a, it's a great watch. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's good fun. And yeah, and I'm not great with animated movies or shows. Like I've said, I, every time I, like we watched a South Park episode tonight, pissed ourselves mm. laughing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pissed ourselves. And then we watched the show and it was yeah. very sad. Yeah, I just urinated all of myself <laughs> and thought, let's watch South Park after this. Oh, I guess we'll put on some South yeah. Park. I loved it. But I, I might not watch self. another episode for another five or yeah. as it's been maybe 20 that years. That's exactly how I feel. I was watching Bob's Burgers, which is one of the best animated shows that's come out in the last few mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, great. I'm loving this. As soon as I forgot about it, forgot about it, never went back to it. I was yeah. like, oh, sad. I've never seen. It's not a thing that. I feel like a commitment to finish because I, I, it's so yeah. disparate. You know? I think it's hard to engage with the idea that it's real. I mean, I know the whole thing's a con. Like, you know, you watch anything. You watch Community. We're talking about Community. Yeah. You watch it, and because it's live action, you fall into the con of this is actually happening. Yeah. But if it's drawn, it's another step further. Of It's yeah. definitely not happening because the this is just pictures. Of, the suspension of disbelief is even greater. Yeah. And I can't, like, people are like, oh, my God, this character from this animated show, I'm like, I can't, I can't relate as much. Like, like in Community, even if you know that when it's zooming in on Jeff at the study yeah. room desk, there's someone on the table, yeah. literally with a camera <laughs> yeah. shoved in his face. But you don't feel it. You feel his incredulity. You feel his whatever. Whatever and, he's putting out there, yeah. you feel like you're in the room looking across the table at him. Whereas in animated shows, it's like... You, I, I don't really ever feel that. I, I do feel the same way about that, yeah. It's it's funny because, yeah, I do love, like today, I love the character of Cartman. We were going, let's watch a South Park episode. And I just scanned through them all mm. and went, look for the one that's got Cartman out the front. I'm like, let's watch that. And sure. it was fucking hilarious because mm-hmm. he's just the worst. Yeah. And and it's hilarious. And I love that character. But, yeah, there's something different between seeing a character that's funny like that and like Senor Chang from who's mm. who's the worst. He's well, he's not the worst on the quiz. <laughs> that's the answer is Britta. But uh, <laughs> Senor Chang is just a, an awful guy. But it's hilarious. Yeah. You know, it's just and and I'm I'm absorbed. I'm into it. And you you can go for a ride with it. I don't care about Cartman's character arc if there is one. You just want to see him being a prick. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And like even if one character is like you've you've met people who are just unhinged mm. in positions of power, and you go, oh yeah, Chang. But like. You never met someone like Cartman. Like, nah, you never nah, met been, just... and been like, "You're like Cartman." <laughs> oh my god! It's like there is, and even like Homer, say from The Simpsons, who was supposed to be like yeah. everyday Joe American imbecile. You well, still never actually met. I'm starting to him. believe in the current climate that that's more and more believable. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Homer for president. Yeah, he'd vote for Trump. Hey, you know, you know what is uh, totally uh, so. Uh, I don't know how we're going to sell this to the to the to the audience, um, but I've been to New Zealand. We make a made a short film about one night ultimate wealth. That, yeah, well, you're listening to the podcast. You know, you're in, you're in the crowd. We can trust you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and um, we sort of sold it like it was going to be the Lord of the Rings one, but it's not. It's one night ultimate wealth. Mm-hmm. And on the plane, forget about the one night ultimate wealth. That's coming coming to a video near you. Um, I saw Atlanta was on. You know how you know when we fly, we go to the HBO special so yeah, we yeah. see what's because on. We can't get them at home. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't get them. <laughs> so I saw Atlanta, and I was like, "Oh, sign me up, Donald Glover." Mm-hmm. He's uh, written and produced it, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, he's well all over. And yeah. I think there's another Glover, maybe a brother or a family mm-hmm. um, member that's 
riding with him or doing some episodes. Yeah, and I tuned into that, and I was loving. It. I was telling Fiona, my wife, I was saying, yeah, "Get on to this. This is good. This is good. It's good fun. It's, good. it's like it's, there's humor in it, yeah. and yeah, and uh, but it's yeah. also dark as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got no a couple, one's happy. Yeah. No one's happy. Yeah, paper, I didn't get paper, to that paper boy. Paper boy, paper boy, all about the paper boy. All about paper the boy. paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that was great. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, there was, it was a bumpy ride. Well, we've had some bumpy flights mm. uh, in our time together and panicked. But now yeah. I can see. And also some bad plane flights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to see now if you fly lots, you just end up going, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to watch this show. Yeah. <laughs> you just like, I was, grabbing going, on, I was grabbing onto go, the chair. Ooh, and you're like, hmm? Did you see there was like a hurricane slash typhoon slash oh, cyclone? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even see the tail of the plane out of the window. You know, like the plane we're about to get into. Yeah. Couldn't even see the tail of the plane because of all of the clouds and the rain. Ooh. And we were getting into that plane. That plane also got broke because they left a, wind, a door open and it rained in onto the, one of their telephones. So we're getting into the, we got into the plane <laughs> and we can, we can hear them dialing. You know, when someone dials on a phone, you're like, beep, beep, boop, beep, 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 boop. And yeah, phone's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can, we're in the cabin and we can hear this telephone going off. Anyway, later on, so, and then panic set in when some large overweight guy who looks not uh, so i mentioned his proportions because he looked nothing like a steward slash stewardess mm-hmm. he comes on with a high-vis jacket he's walking on to going out to the back room thinking yeah we're fucked <laughs> it's over <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna die and the captain comes on and goes yeah what happened was uh because he's australian he's a proper australian yeah yeah, what happened was uh, someone left one of the rear doors open and uh, due to the torrential rain in uh, Melbourne today, uh, he didn't say it, pissed down on the phone, <laughs> broke the fucking thing. He said all this, verbatim yeah. this is. Right. Broke Fuck. the fucking thing. Now we've got that fat cunt that just walked on past <laughs> with the high vis on. He's having a look at it. He's going to fix it up. Should be, oh, I reckon another half hour plus the paperwork. Give us I'll, a halfie. I'll, I'll be in touch in the meantime. Ching, hangs up. And then we're sitting there for half an hour while this dude fixes the phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, Can you not the fly weather without a phone? is getting worse outside. It sounds like you're in a tin shed and it's just like... Hitting Sitting on in a tin can. And you know, what, you know what I was annoyed about? Wasn't annoyed about any of that. I was annoyed because the in-flight entertainment wasn't working yet. Turn it on. As soon as it worked, I was like, I don't care what happens. I was yeah. into Atlanta. Hmm. Atlanta gets you through bad flights. Le- legit. That's good. The, the flights where the in-flight entertainment starts when you're on the tarmac and then it pauses for the what, the safety demonstration it changes your whole attitude towards the flight. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just sitting there waiting for that takeoff, yeah. and then ten minutes later you can start watching stuff. But if the whole thing is just squashed down by you can just watch a TV show the whole time, it's not a not a problem. Yeah, it's not it can a be plummeting to my death, and I'll be like. Let's get the last five minutes of this Atlanta. Yeah, I just want to see how this episode ends. Yeah. If you can just pull a nose up a little bit. Just come on, give, give us a couple of minutes. I've got to finish this episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we've well, got, we got a new follower on Twitch. Welcome, Wonga Sith. Oh, Sith. Mr. Wonga Sith. Sith. Wonga Sith. Welcome, Mr. Sith. He must have loved the in flight How to Fly with yeah. David and Aaron. Thank you for following. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, since we've got a new follower, let's uh, let's actually do a section on listener questions. Magic the Gathering. It's a Magic the Gathering podcast. It is. Yeah. Oh, look, it says extra. This was the extra. Let's do the Magic the Gathering stuff right after this. Listener questions. Here. And it is time to answer a bottle of stuff. Listener questions. 
It's uh, getting kicked off this week with uh, Paul Green. Paul Green. Paul Green. What are your thoughts on MTG Arena? <laughs> Is he opened a barrel of Is that the end Planeswalkers? Of the no, no, there's more. Oh. Is it bringing more people into the game or is it taking players away from the game shop community? This That's a is, good question. It is a, it is a good question. Because, as, yeah, go on. As I think we should discuss this because I, I think it's very interesting to think... Okay, I've got, got two main points. Yeah, give us, give us the my, first one my first. My first point is mm. we saw a significant drop-off in the people drafting in store yeah. when leagues came to Magic, Arena, uh, Magic Online. Magic Online. Magic Online. We saw people not come into store yeah. when you could play draft anytime you wanted with no kind of thing on Magic Online, the yeah. old crappy version of it. It's very hard to know whether those things are related, but those that that, that Cause is because there's different sets, different like yeah. uh, how different warmly people are responding to a yeah. set. Is that the set could be a good standard set, could be a bad drafting yeah. set, and, so, yeah. and even some of the best draft formats that have come out in the last however many years, we've struggled to fire drafts mm. in in store. That's that's one way of looking at it. You go, oh, leagues came out on Magic Online. People can just draft whenever they want. Guess they won't come to store anymore. In my opinion, that's not the case. Yeah. And the more net people you have playing Magic, the more people who are interested in playing Paper Magic. The yeah. reach of the streaming community, because Magic Arena is much more uh, catered to the streaming audience, the more people you reach with streaming and the more people you reach just playing Magic, even if 1%, say, say it mm. brings another 15 million people into the game. Yeah because that's not an undoable number with, with what, yeah, yeah. how successful they've been. Even if 1% of them come in, that's 150,000 new Magic players that weren't playing before. That is a bunch of people putting money into this economy, and it's not 1%, it's, 10, it's like 10%. Yeah. Because you can only get so much Magic out of Arena, and you go, oh, you mean that there's a way that I could just pay for these cards and I could play in store and the physical the physical thing is, that's what it's all about it, right? it's not replicable and yeah. when you have people coming in for Hearthstone which is the, the closest allegory for Magic Arena people want to come and play Hearthstone events yeah. at our store and see we, other people there is no physical element to that thing and we I think the first Hearthstone event we ran was 40 something people and the thing is we are social creatures whether yeah. the grumpiest you know hermit in the world is a social creature in his own way. Mm. Uh, but, and, uh, you know, and, and we want to see other people. We want to sit in front of yeah. other people. We want to play that sort of thing. And, and I was thinking that about the electronic cards versus the physical card in your hand. You, you, you get a relationship with a card. I know that sounds lame and, you know, you can make all sorts of jokes about it. No, nah, because people know, have that with shoes and cars yeah, and shit. We you just open, have it with cards. You, you open know? up a, like, you know, I was busting an uh, Ultimate Masters box today and I opened a Tarmogoyf. Mm. And, and it's just like, oh. <gasps> It's here. It's in my ha- like. If that happened on the screen, I'd be like, oh, "I guess it was my lucky day mm. that I just, you know, pulled the arm on the one, you know, one yeah. arm bandit, if, if, and they just yeah, said, exactly. right, it was your turn. If someone Is was going to get one.' On the one-eyed bandit. One-arm bandit. You know, oh, the one-arm no. bandit. One-eyed. Uh, pulling on the the one-eyed bandit. No, nah, pulling on the one-eyed bandit. <laughs> Tune into uh, pre- episodes pre fifty for uh, talk <laughs> for about more about the one-eyed, the one-eyed yeah. bandit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but no, I, but it's the, think... you get a physical relationship. Yeah. It's almost like the character itself has something. You know, you you're meeting Jace, you're meeting the Snapcaster Mage, you're meeting uh, the Tamagoy because you've got it in your hand. It's in your house, and you want to take photos of that and go look at them up, show your mates. You go look yeah. at what we've got here. We did this today. I got these actual physical cards. You don't take photos of the screen and no. go, oh, I got a Tamagoy from a Liliana on yeah you know, arena and, and yeah, kind of like. There, there are moments in, and and this is because it's a physical thing that you have and is yours. Mm. Uh, I've I've been through enough games where you dust the so Hearthstone. You can destroy a legendary, and if you destroy four legendaries, you got enough dust to turn into a new legendary. Okay. In Magic, you don't do that because they're trying to keep that collection feel going. Yeah. There is nothing that will replicate me opening a mythic rare in my first draft, and no. I still have that yeah, card. Yeah. I opened in that basement in Perth. I did that today. Like, you know, with that Tarmogoth that I opened today. Mm. So there was that box that you and Mishka opened on the on the Twitch stream the other yeah. day and live stream. Like, that became part of my collection, that box. Mm-hmm. Or parts of them did. But the Tarmogoth that I opened today was the first Tarmogoth I've ever opened in my mm. life. And I've really gone looking for them. Yeah. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. I yeah. swapped out the card that you guys opened out of my collection and put the one that I opened into my yeah, collection, it, yep. and the other one came out. And same that, thing. It's the same thing, but that's Tech. the one that I opened, yeah. the first time I ever opened. It's nonsense behavior, but it's just something we attach yeah. to that. And, 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 and so and, we, 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 I think both of us, as people who are obviously heavily invested in the store scene, we are owners of stores, mm. Magic Arena is only a good thing yeah. for people coming in. They go, hey, I was playing Magic Arena. I want to play with a few mates of mine who aren't playing Magic Arena. And I go, would you like a free welcome deck? And then they get right into it as well. Paul, Paul Green is on the stream. Hey, Paul Green. He says, thanks, guys. Our friend group has just got back into store magic, partly through online magic. So he's a convert yeah. as well. He also says, soup is a meal. Soup is a meal. <laughs> yeah, not it's not a beverage. beverage. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Meal. We've, we're researching this on the live strip, switch stream, whether soup is a beverage we didn't give an alternative, did we? No, no Just, alternative. Is it a so beverage? He's given us an alternative. It's it's a mm. meal. It's not a beverage. You can have a soup and you can have a beverage. <laughs> you couldn't have a soup and a soup and be like, "Here's my meal and my beverage." I want to I want to add to that as well as the the physical attachment we get to cards. We also get uh, the social thing of playing, which I mentioned before. But you, if you play arena, you get a a one v one experience of a game. That game can be anywhere. You know, if you, zero terrible game to ten great game. Yeah. And you can have that experience and you might talk to your friends about what sure. experience you had. Mm-hmm. And it is fun. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. We love Arena. But if you're in store and you're drafting, there are eight, well, there's four separate, if you just draft a, a pod, mm. there are four stories happening at that exact same time. Yeah. And people tell those stories as it is. And it's like, whoa, did that just happen? Or you finish your game early, win or loss. You're watching someone else play and things happen. And you're like, whoa, I can't believe I just saw a guy do this and this and this. Mm. And it gives you ideas about other things. Yeah. So there's different experiences. But uh, if you get a whiff of playing store magic and, you know, from playing arena, mm. you'll, you'll play plenty of store magic as well. And I, I in fact, I think playing arena gives you, uh, you more confidence in getting a handle of I, what I the cards are. I agree with this as well. And then yeah. you come in and you play and you go, I recognize these cards. I know what to do. Mm. I'm fine. I'm not going to get smashed because I don't. I know zero about this. Because yeah. mm. it, it gives you a very comfortable way to experience this stuff. You can take. You could draft and it could take you a, a week. You could yeah. deliberate over your picks for a week and then you could play your games at your own pace. You could win, you could lose, you could do whatever. Uh, but like 
in in real life, it's it's very different. And like I, I played a, I played a Grand Prix um, before the last MTG podcast. Like I cannot oh. remember. Uh, anyway, yeah, I did. did. A, yeah, before, I did a timed before. a timed draft. Yeah. where you have only so long to take your pick and they're calling it and you get a game loss if you take too long for your picks and stuff. And that, compared to an arena draft where I could take a week to make <laughs> my picks, are like worlds apart. And you want somewhere nice in the middle where it's like there's a table of people waiting for you to make your pick and then you're going to play other people who you've met today. Yeah. Um, and, and that is not replicatable. Um, and the, if you've got a decent local store, nobody, unless you've been a prick about it, no one is really going, are you going to make that call? Like when you've got like six no. lined up. No one ever says that. Sometimes you do have six uh, you just go, hey, piles you- of cards piled up and everyone's kind of cool with it or, you know, you, you have a tough choice. You make that choice and you pass on. It gets easier as you go on because the last couple are junky calls anyway, yeah. aren't you? Just grab them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and if you're in a store where they've been pricks about it, go to a different store. Yeah. And, yeah, good question, Paul. Enjoyed that. He's uh, followed us on Twitch as well. Woo! Welcome, Paul Green, 87MTG. And Thank thanks you. for answering our soup question. We are uh, connoisseurs of the world, mm. and Aaron is now cooking for himself, so he wants to know if he's making a <laughs> beverage or a meal. Is this a beverage? Uh, Socrates G, a frequent uh, question asker. Contributor. Contributor. What are some of your thoughts on MTG in 2018 in general? In official release of... Uh, MTG Arena, the sets and products that came out this year, boosters, sets, commander, guild deck, kits, etc., and just any of the cards that has, it have impacted the game in the various formats, the Fairy, Arclight, Phoenix, etc. He's kind of summarised what we're going to be talking about in the whole yeah, show. Yeah, I think in synopsis, we're in a period of change. Yeah. The change is positive, but it's really hard to know where it's going to land, uh, whether... What are the big changes then, maybe? What, the, what, what, what's the big the changes, changes are them uh, saying goodbye to a lot of their supplemental products, like yeah. Masters sets. Is the last time we're going to see a Masters for a yeah. long time, they've said. Do you think this will give us a little bit more time to breathe in between sets and releases? No. They're going to have something I th- there. I think that they have gone, look, dual decks didn't work. How do we make a thing that appeals to the dual deck community that that we can do cool reprints with that's not for standard, it's not for modern, it's not for whatever. They've nailed it. With the guild kits, every single time we get them installed, we sell them. Yeah, they're pretty good. People are just hyped about it. That's very in theme with what's happening in Ravnica, isn't it? Because there's houses and there's guilds there and it's like, okay, this pack will get you more cards in this guild. They can't keep doing that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you stick that in... In a Theros or an Innistrad. It's like, what am I doing? Are you playing Red Green? Uh, It's like Mm. a big monsters guild. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) House of of the Big Monsters. I mean, it's possible that they do that. They go the the classic uh, magic monster kit or whatever, and you get a 60-card deck that's got 10 of the best Pelucranos and this monster and this monster. Like, you know, I I think they're, they're branching out of their comfort zone with these supplemental products, and then we're going to have to see what lands and what, and what doesn't. But the the fact that they've said no more dual decks, no more uh, um, master uh, sets, master sets. How, we don't know what they're going to do. I just hope that they bring stuff out. Like what I've been most excited about in recent years is the Willy Wonka card. You know the the masterpieces in Kaladesh and the box toppers in Ultimate Masters. Yeah. Those are two things which I'm legit. Ex- you know when I'm opening those packs, I'm like, ooh. Could, could it happen? You yeah. know, can I get could that? I get can I get the golden ticket? You know, mm-hmm. and if in I don't know that's just that extra buzz of 
the the the, the yeah. physical uh, opening of packs and, again. And that's what what I think that they're they're zeroing in on a lot more, which is cool stuff that people want rather than oh how do we service the modern community i will make a modern event deck for people who are trying to get into modern it's more like how do we do a cool thing yeah and that resonates with people and 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 they haven't been doing that before so i'm i'm I'm, i think 2018 was a big year of uh a flux for magic because it started with rivals of Ixalan and ended with ultimate (laughs) masters and if you look at those two releases they're just opposite ends of the the spectrum entirely we'll try and get more deeper into this later in the show as well because it's been a wild ride this year and uh so yeah you've probably hit the nail on the head perfectly there socrates with uh the question because that's pretty much what we're we're channeling the show at Uh, Troy Cox, I'll read this like I read it in my head the first time I read it. With MTG Arena being uh, released and esports becoming, let's say, esports. <laughs> Was it esports? Esports. Wow, esports. This must be French for something. Esports. Now, with MTG Arena being released and esports becoming a little more accepted or acknowledged, what does the future hold? Is paper or online the future for magic? Maybe we need a poll. <laughs> yeah. I think did we kind of cover this with uh, Paul Green's question as well? We kind of did. We d- we didn't really speak about the esports thing. Yeah, the, can, okay. can they take arena to an esports level? Yeah, and and so they've already said in their announcements that they think that arena has already in its beta stage. It's not even fully mm. properly released yet. Full fully open beta. Though. F- fully open beta. Mm. Like anyone can play it. Um, so if you're not at the moment, get on. Get on it right yeah. now. Uh, They've put, they've injected ten million dollars into the prize pool of. I would have, uh, I would have injected eleven. <laughs> if I was that, I would have injected eleven million. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it's, it is incredible how much faith they've gotten because, like, who has to sign off on that kind of money, right? But the it's people a, above them. Yeah, it's a giveaway, though, isn't it? Like a Hearthstone. Well, sorry, a would be Magic Online been looking like a, a shit product for a long time even though huge following yeah b hearthstone mm-hmm. uh there's just a gap there for magic to look glorious and magic has always looked good mm. the thing that got me into magic was the fantastic artwork and the lovely presentation of it yeah. when i go to magic online it's like this isn't what i want to be looking at when and, i'm playing and this is the difference if i'm a hasbro ceo hasbro not yeah. w- not wizards of the coast the giant toy company who own free yeah yeah Transformers and and all this other and Monopoly oh, is it Monopoly or whatever probably uh, and and Wizards of the Coast so they own D and D and Wizards. I look at Magic Online and I go, this is a thing that is making money consistently. Why would we ever change that? It's it's yeah. a drop in the bucket compared to My Little Pony or Transformers, but. Why would we not keep that bad boy going? Because and so they go, we want to make it b- bigger and better. And they go, but it's fine as it is. We're making a bunch of money. They go, hey, um, in whatever meeting, they go, hey, look, Magic Online could be much better. We want to make a Magic Digital next that is that can compete with Hearthstone and these new ones that are coming out. Will you give us some funding? And they go, we'll give you a bit of funding. <laughs> then they go... Okay, we're going to use that funding and we're going to make it really, really, really good. Magic Arena lands. It's suddenly better than anything they've seen before and they're making more money from Magic Arena in three months of it being out than Magic Online ever made for them. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't hear these and stats. It's, oh. they, well, they're not announcing it, but 
when do you ever put 10 million? Did you just make that set up, Aaron? No. Oh. It's, 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 inf- <laughs> it's inferred from all that business stuff. Oh, yeah. You don't put $10 million into the prize pool for a Magic Arena-specific thing yeah. and restructure your paper Magic thing around it unless it's making you a shit yeah, of yeah. money. If you double the people playing... If you double and triple the people playing Magic Online and you get them doing microtransactions in the Magic Arena model, that is millions and millions and millions of dollars um, however long so i think that the faith from the company is there so the future is where the money is and it's online streaming esports this kind of thing it will bring people to paper magic but i love paper magic but it's not the be all and end all of it online is also a very big part of that and if i'm playing only magic arena and a little bit of paper in the future like if that's how it has to be, it's how it has to be. But you know, that's that's the thing. I suppose, oh, I guess it sort of gets back to Paul's question. You know, with the people come into the uh, store all the time and say, or or you just meet them, you know, like at uh, uh, work or in the street, and you go, oh, aren't you worried just about you know like uh, console games just overtaking gaming no. and board games <laughs> disappearing? It's like absolutely not, absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah. Not one. Why bit. would they exist? <laughs> Right? Like, no, but it's just like the, the longer time goes by, the more people are playing board mm-hmm. games because it's just that the physicality yeah. of it all. It um, is impossible to replicate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I was thinking, the, the football analogy, like English Premier League sort of stuff, is like when teams are winning and they're in, in a period of success and they've won something, they say that is the time to strengthen. Mm-hmm. So if, you're, if, if Magic Online is doing well and there's all these things doing well, you still need to strengthen it. You can't just sit back on it. If you sit back on it, it does die I think die they had off. no faith in it before, and now they do yeah. have faith in it. Yeah. The, the CEOs. This is yeah. not wizards. Oh, were they the same people that own Games Workshop by any chance? No, different. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> I was joking. I'm <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think someone at Games Workshop had to die. To ah, make baby <laughs> boomers. <laughs> Matt Veal, also a, a frequent contributor. Mm. Contributor. Contributor? Contrib- Contributor. With master sets being done away with for the time being, what do you think is the best method for Wizards of the Coast to introduce needed reprints and supplemental sets for older formats? And what do you expect them to do? First question. The secondary market doesn't exist, never has existed, doesn't I exist. What, I don't know what you mean. Nobody knows what you're talking about there, Matt. Um, yeah. How are they going to get their taste of uh, the secondary market that doesn't exist? They will all... <laughs> That's exactly the the, the the paradox, right? They go, secondary market doesn't exist. We'll put time ago in every set, though. How do you like them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're buying more sets because those oh, guys are in there. Cr- oh, oh, it's crazy. I just love a time ago. I've put it in <laughs> Mythic for no reason. It's a vanilla <laughs> creature with no abilities. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're, it's complete horse shit. <laughs> yeah. They don't acknowledge the secondary market, but they their stance has to be that they don't. I think that their view on it is not going to be booster releases it will be in they'll do more modern reprints and stuff like commander and jewel decks and guild yeah i was gonna say we'll just have some sort of modern jewel deck thing where there'll be a whole bunch of cards come out or like a jace's spell book kind of deal where they're just here's a Here's a yeah, that sounds too much like a master set. But yeah, we like those sort of sets, it's, won't it? Where I, here's seven classic cards, and you just buy the cards that you want. Yeah. Uh, I think what they what they want is casual players buy whatever is shoved in their face. Hmm. Competitive players buy booster products. Do they? I, they I, just buy singles. Well, they they buy into the 
the booster product Stream market sort of that thing. is created. Yeah. yeah. So so the thing that would make me reinvest in modern is if suddenly all the decks were really cheap because then it's no at no cost to me. Yeah. I don't really have the time to play modern, but if fetches were ten bucks a pop, I just have a modern deck, like because it's just it doesn't cost me all that much to do it. So how would I do that? They've got to be saturated. The market's got to be saturated with enough stuff that everyone can get it. Mm. But how do you do that? You sell product at the at that's like guaranteed. You get a fetch land in there. I almost wish. I know this sounds. This will sound terrible, and loads of people will cringe at this. I almost wish they didn't reprint them because I love the nostalgia of there being certain cards out there and i know that it, that that just excludes a whole bunch of people because then they're like well i can't build this deck because like, there's only mm. you know x amount of these in cards the world, in the world yeah. mm-hmm. and everybody who wants them has got them and is playing them there's no chance i'm going to get a playset. set never mind one of them yeah. but there's something very cool about um you know cards that aren't going to be reprinted anymore you know I, I I like I like that. I like that a lot, and it, yeah. I feel like it cheapens it. But and it's time we got. We talked about it way too much. Time we got, for example, printing it again with shit artwork just seems to just like just urinate all over the face of Tarmogoff. Yeah. It's just cheap and it made it feel gross. And, it's, and I think maybe the worst bit of all of this stuff is people go, "Oh, I open an ancient tomb, or oh, I open a Tarmogoff. How much can I sell it to the storefront?" And go forty dollars, <laughs> and they go, "What was it?" A hundred and whatever dollars before, and I go, yeah, but, yeah, but now you're opening shitloads of them. <laughs> You've opened one of the million that have been added to the market today. It's yeah. cheaper than it was before. And they go, oh, and then it's not so exciting. That was anymore. like the Assassin's Trophy thing. Everyone yeah. was in the hunt for Assassin's Trophy. In the first week. In the first week. And we $50. saw so many of them, right? And it was ridiculous. And I was like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. We were right. It was not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's $20 there or $10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks, Matt. Um, Alex, Dad. Uh, now, uh, also, I think well, we're just going to keep. No, no. Frequent contributor yeah, to the show. Alex, Dad. Alex. Now that we've recently revisited a few familiar planes, Ravnica, Dominaria, Innistrad, where do you think the next plane to revisit will be? Well, that's a question for Aaron Graham's premonitions. Should we be fortunate enough to bump into him later on? Oh, yeah. Uh, bonus second question. Do you have a favorite planeswalker? And that's law-wise, not just, you know, art-wise, which is probably excludes me from answering that question. Oh, but, that's, um, that's actually very interesting. I've weirdly never been asked that before. Yeah. Well, let's, let's head up the first place. Where do you think the next plane revisit will be? Because we're probably, we're probably mused about this several hundred times in the um, Theros in the past. is on the short list. Hmm. Because Elspeth is such a major player and people really seem to care yeah. about where she's at. They just did the mythic Planeswalker artwork of her being alive in the <laughs> in the underworld. It is important. With yeah. a cool new emo haircut and oh, but really? still her Theros underworld. What is she still a white card? She's still a white card. But and she's got an emo haircut. Yeah. She's got what black card? hair now. Oh really? Yeah. I'm so into it. Wow. I don't know. Uh anyway, she's undead and Striking. She's removing her uh, whatever mask. What, what are they Death called? Death mask? Yeah, in, in Theros they're called the, the, un, the Unhallowed or some shit. No. Uh, anyway, she's removing her mask and it's like she's waking up. Yeah. And that's just on a random bit well, of art. But they had oh, to commission okay. that art. Yeah, yeah. They had to be like, hey, here's this little tidbit for you people who care about where else with it. She's alive on Theros. I think this it isn't has part. to be within the next 
year of I saw an MTG book yeah. being proposed. Hmm. It's not part of that, is it? No. It's not? No. I don't think so. Um, it Raymond, made me grimace. And after I finished vomiting, I did look at it a little bit harder. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That seems very childish. I have a lot of faith that they have now a proper writer. and I've said this before. They're, I think... There are the book's not of... going to be good, though. There's just no way they can do it. It's going to be like young. It's going to be young adult fiction sort of stuff, which it always reads as trash. It's unfortunate because I think the characters in the story have to come first. Uh, but well, whereas in most of these things, magic has to come first. Oh and yeah, then yeah, that makes it stilted <laughs> and awkward. Yeah. So. Um, so where do you think the next plane to be revisit? Let's put let's put our money down. I'd say Theros. Theros, yeah. I don't think Ixalan is ever going to come back. What about older than <laughs> further? I would like, you know, from what was it? Dark Depths? The, was Cold it? Snap? Yeah. Like, Cold Snap is technically set on Dominaria. Is it? It's oh, just right. one bit of Yeah, because they went around different places. Different from places, yeah. I would like to see a flashback to somewhere, a snow theme. I don't think we've had a, a snow a snowy world. Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe not necessarily a, uh, a setting. Uh, or a familiar plane, but rather a an area of dominaria. dominaria. Um, I'll leave. Uh, no, I think Theros is most likely next, yep. and then uh, Tarkia at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. They all seem so modern, though. They do seem very so, modern. So but too recent. Honestly, that's what I thought when Shadows Over Innistrad came out. I was yeah. like, too soon. Too soon, but yeah. everyone that had been playing was like, what's this Innistrad thing? And I was like, where have you guys been <laughs> <laughs> the whole time? I was excited. Well, I think we've talked about this as well, but I, I was excited, but then quickly became unexcited about yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't but, so great. Yeah. That was the same with Zendikar. Innistrad, Sorry. Dark Ascension, Zen- uh, Avacyn Restored. <sighs> So good. I just like I, I like the Classic. I like the ethos of the storyline in that. It's so good. Uh, I th- um, many of the, cards. the if if you thought that shitting on your childhood was was or your, your childhood your <laughs> your magic nostalgia was bad. Yeah. Wait till you not wait till you. What happened to me was I got into magic uh, properly when the core set came out and I learned to draft yeah. in the core set, which was, which was so good in yeah. M10. The next set that came out was Zendikar, and I was like. What is this cool? Oh, it's adventure plane, and they're doing all this stuff, and there's all this cool like landfall mechanics. Wow, this is so great! World Wake, I was like, oh, there's something a bit weird going on here. Oh, I'm really liking it. Oh, Jay Stoneforge Mystic, whatever. When Rise of the Eldrazi came out, and I was like, this is the best thing yeah, ever. But, yeah, like, what blowing arc. up out of the ground. What yeah. an arc. so cool. I will never forget that feeling of that year of playing during that time. But is that also the second equally? I came in at the end of Innistrad block yeah. mm-hmm. and M13. Loved it. Loved yeah. all those cards and everything. And then we went straight into Return to Ravnica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. I didn't even care about the Return to bit. I was yeah. just like, this is great. This is great. Yeah, Why are we awesome. returning to this place I've never heard of before? Yeah. All of it was great. And same. I'm thinking, this has just come out of a horror-themed block and the angels have come about and popped in. And I love that. Atheist as I am, I love that, you know, that big sort of, you know, uh, godlike, from above huge and, yeah. angel, mm. buffy creature yeah. thing. Wow, so that's cool. fantastic! Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, poof, we're over here in this in this place I've never been to before. Return of Ravnica, mm. you know, and it, you know, it's it seems like wow, this play this this game can go anywhere, and it's fantastic artwork. And I was in, 
that's what that's what got me in. You know, like, yeah, and like when they went back to Zendikar, I was like, this is crapping on my favorite yeah. thing that happened to me my formative years. And that and that's what happens yeah. with the um yeah. With the return to but return to Ravnica to... and Guilds of Ravnica, I think are really, really great yeah. ways to look back at an old plane. And I played a lot of Return to Ravnica, <laughs> Gate Crash, Dragon's Rose is very bad. But those two I have very fond memories of. I think Guilds and Ravnica Legions I'm gonna have very fond memories of. But as well. equally this is, I think this is the same as why do we need another Predator movie or why do we need another Aliens yeah. movie or, or any of the shit that they keep remaking audience. it. Yeah, but fuck that. You've, there's so many people that have got creativity in them yeah. and can just create. Some, like how many people could just create a new plane tomorrow yeah. and the amazing artwork that would come with it and amazing combinations of stuff like, you know, like the old uh, steampunk. Mm. Where's, where's the steampunk uh, kind of plane? I mean, Kaladesh came close. did it on Kaladesh. Yeah, yeah. but or just anything like that. You know, you can pick a generic They haven't theme. done a lot of just, classic tropes. Yeah. And I think that they're ripe for things. Noir, a noir trope. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Even Armancat. You could do a slightly different Egyptian plane and no one would really care that much. Like, Armancat was There's There's a lot fine. they could do. <laughs> Why can't they come up with something original? Fuck going back anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I'm over it. I don't want to. I don't want to hear old <laughs> ideas. I want something new. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so bonus second question: Do you have a favourite planeswalker, law wise? Vraska. I actually really quite like Vraska. Really? Yeah. The new one or the old one? In in the law, she's just she just wants. She, oh, like, this is a character as a character. As a character. Yeah. Okay. She's one of the only interesting mm. ones to me because she is very. Uh, uh, self-motivated wants to mess with Jace for her own good uh, <laughs> I don't know why she went to Exelad actually in the story but she just <laughs> kind of rolled with it and she was a guild leader before and now she's a pirate cool sure because uh, <laughs> she's rolling with the, she's rolling the with themes when she could, and, and, she's, and she's very happy to just go along with, with that I kind of re- really respect that. She's like, <laughs> if I was in a particularly bad situation, you can cry about you used to be in a guild uh, yeah. and you used to... Uh. And she got a tattoo on of a dove on her ankle. You'd be like, ah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I respect you. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and legit, when people go, oh, aren't you worried about that tattoo that you have? Worried about not having it when you're older? I'd be like, no. It will remind me uh, of the person who I was at that point in time and I will never regret that. So Vraska's tramp stamp... Vraska's uh, tramp stamp, a okay. My yeah. tramp stamp, so also a okay. Poverty's no effect. Poverty's no effect. Now she's back being the Golgari queen. Slay. She's a slay queen. Queen. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry I said that. Uh, we just lost two viewers when I said slay queen. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Hey, look, I'm, I know this sounds terrible, and we've shut on the gate watch plenty, but I just can't go past Liliana. It's all about Liliana for me. Mm. I love it. She's like had from, you know, Steve Argyle, Slutty Liliana, slutty Liliana mm-hmm. to uh, um, Ortez. Uh, Carla Ortez. Carla Ortez's, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Catwalk Liliana. So cool, yeah. She's proper cool. And she's getting zombies out everywhere and they're loving her. And she's bringing people back from the dead and killing people. Yeah, she's badass. She's yeah. badass. And Truly. she started off as uh, Jennifer... Well, what was her name? Jennifer you know, Connolly. Jennifer Connolly in a garden. <laughs> I mean, you know, how cool yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's if you're good. Jennifer Connolly in a garden, imagine all the different sorts of necromancers you could be. You could grow up to be Liliana. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. tomorrow, check yourself before you wreck yourself and become Liliana. Uh, Kyle Haddleton. 
He's a, he's saw a new, him in the store today. Oh, did you? He's a new boy for questions. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, let's see what he's got up his sleeve. How? What do you think is the reasoning? What do you think is the reasoning behind so many seemingly contradictory or poor actions by Wizards of the Coast this year? He goes on to explain. Speaking, <laughs> speaking about a move to a themed Masters sets and then retiring them on a set that didn't have much of a theme right after. The decision not to support modern or other older non-rotating formats and what they seem to be pushing as the premier competitive platform going forward. That is one sentence there, Matt. Mm. There, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, I fully understand where you're coming from. And if yeah. you zoom out and see the bigger picture, it all makes a lot of a lot more sense. Mm. Uh, the Masters sets, they wanted to keep doing as a cash cow. They can print yeah. pretty much whatever they want as a Masters set. Sorry. Yeah. What they used to think was that they could print whatever the hell they wanted in a Masters set and people would buy it. That obviously failed when they did Iconic Masters and Masters 25 within six months of each other, and they both failed pretty yeah. miserably. They uh, had another Masters set in the works because they wanted to do this themed thing. The first one was Iconic. The second was 25. Yeah. They obviously had a third one in the works. If you look Yeah, at, because they came up with Ultimate Masters proper quick, didn't they? They but did. They've ramped it a little if bit. If you look at the back of the Ultimate Masters box, they Ooh. forgot to change the words on there. It says... <laughs> Use the harness the power of the graveyard to to bring your opponents to their knees in this ultimate masters set. That is obviously a blurb for a graveyard yeah. themed set. Yeah, yeah. So they were going to do a graveyard themed whatever, yeah. cool flashback spells, things that you can reanimate, do whatever. So they were going to do graveyard masters or whatever they were going to call it. Mm. They changed all the stuff. They changed the pictures, the whatever. Because uh, even graveyard-themed things is things like Delve, which is why we have an alternate art for Dig Through Time on the box oh. that they commissioned, and then they went, oh, God, we're going to change this whole thing around. So <laughs> it was going to be Graveyard Masters or whatever they were going to call it. Yeah. Changed it. Forgot to completely oh, change it. Hot pick. Yeah, because yeah. even stuff like Vengevine, like, you know, Vengevine's yeah. a cool thing that comes back from your graveyard. That's a green graveyard card. There's not many green, white, uh, red graveyard cards, but they would have just hammed up those themes for this graveyard thing. They ended up going, look, this isn't a good idea because Iconic Masters and Masters 25 didn't work very well. And then the other weird choices that they've made have all been because Magic Arena has been way, way, way bigger than they <laughs> thought that it was going to be. And they've gone, holy crap, the response to this has been incredible. Everyone's really excited about Arena. Modern is a thing that we can't control because yeah. we can only introduce 250 cards at a time. We can't just break Modern every single time because people just get sick of their deck. They've got to respect the format, but they... Yeah. Is it is it essential that they have a taste of the money that modern generates? Yes. It so is. you go, oh my god, we're making so much money from Arena. This this is all money driven. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Completely well, they're in business. Yeah. it's a business. It's, it's a business. <laughs> it's a game for us. It's yeah. a business. <laughs> you go, can we can we spend tens of millions of dollars on the man hours and and uh, infrastructure to put all of modern on Magic Arena? Hell no. That's like thousands and thousands of cards heaps of weird interactions bugs beyond belief when this card from kamigawa that some dude puts in his shitty modern deck 
interacts with a new Ravnica allegiance. Kamigawa could be a place we wouldn't revisit, maybe. Yeah, they've said no because yeah. it was so badly received the first yeah. time. So you have to be bug squashing. So you've got to have a team to fix the bugs from programming tens of thousands of cards into Magic Arena. Modern's never coming to Magic Arena because of that logistical concern. Then they go, we can't fix Modern with new cards that we print. How do we do that? Let's ignore Modern. Let it do its own thing. We'll do a banning emergency if we (laughs) ever need it. But let's focus on this new arena thing that's bringing us all this money in. Let's make a new modern, potentially, yeah. where you include all the stuff that's just rotated out of sand in the last two years that we've all pre-programmed into Arena. We don't have to put any more hours into that, and we care about that as a format. Yeah, yeah. So we go... <clears throat> so modern, modern. So, yeah, modern, modern. Post-modern. Or, or we even if we just call it... Yeah, post-modern. <laughs> post-modern is actually really great. <laughs> post-modern. Uh, welcome NC15 on the Twitch uh, stream. Hello, NC15. following us. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that Magic Arena will have its own format that is like modern, but it's going to be less than an eighth of the size, and it's going to start from the first card they programmed in there, uh, first block that they programmed in there, mm. which is Kaladesh. Onwards, stuff never rotates. I think there will be some hot bannings when they make this an official thing. Yeah, maybe copters out immediately. Maybe energy they have to nerf a little bit because it's so insular and thing. But was 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 Copter just banned from standard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you it's can still play it in modern. It's like, oh, it's not great. Okay. I uh, just like I just like seeing his happy smiley Boba Fett slave one face. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that card. It's a really cool card yeah. to play with. Um, but yeah, I think um, we are looking at postmodern in arena. They will never bring modern to it. But they're flip-flopping because they were surprised at how uh, mm. popular Magic Arena was. I still don't buy that. I know there's thousands of cards and multiple interactions, but just doing a set, one set retrospectively mm-hmm. as you add one on, I, can't, I just don't understand how it's such a hard thing to program mm. when we're essentially doing it as human beings in the room. You know, we're mm. saying the card interactions here – result in this happening yeah you can program that it's just it's just the volume when you look at the hot stand back and look at the volume of it yeah it looks big mm. but if you just do it a little bit at a time mm. you can chisel your way back i think um it's it's because on magic online all you had to do was program this is how this card works it, and then every and then it interacts with the other things very naturally because you've already pre-programmed how those things work on arena because they're making it so slick like mm. like a really great because uh, I was thinking about this um, uh, a card on Arena the other day. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, "Oh man, they would have had to program every weird yeah. iteration of this card being in your hand, being in play, your opponent doing something with it. You've got to give." you priority in times when there's a spell on the stack but not at other times but not so much that it surprises your opponent and that's one uncommon in that set like if you have to do that for like all the kamigawa soul shift stuff i assume that they're putting stuff in that they will it'll get better and better and better over time but to make the experience as smooth as possible you can't just yeah do everything the same i do like the idea that you said you touched on about saying like we're, we're programmed cards in from, from Kaladesh. Yeah. 
and just just go from there. Yeah. And then we have like a postmodern set that we can play on yeah. on arrangement. Well, that's that. cool. Once it's outside, weird, of, that'll be a new problem. Yeah, to it's solve. like yeah. yeah, it's like how we used to talk about jewels. How it was this weird little meta game of its yeah. own. It would, it would, it would get and arena exactly still that. already is that because not everyone has every card they want. Mm, but know? arena has every card in the set on there, doesn't it? Yeah, Where jewels just had this weird subset of cards, mm. which you can, was, and you can only have two copters. Yeah, in the you deck could. Or something yeah, like you that, could yeah. have like one mythic, two two rares, or three mm. uncommons or four commons, something like that. It was, which was bizarre. Um, all right, weird Wizards of the Coast decisions by Kyle. <laughs> Well, by wizards, but asked by car. All right, uh, Angus says. Uh, was we just check the stream? Yeah, the uh, the microphone's off on the stream, so it's not working. Ah, uh, the new road stand-up yeah, it's mic frozen. Okay, we're rebooting that. Uh, sorry if you're listening on the podcast. <laughs> doing well. some, we're trying to stream at the same time. Uh, so, uh, if you if you're listening to this now on the podcast and uh, you want to catch it live, just stay tuned to you know. Usually, the extras come out midway in the middle of the middle of the month. So, if you want to interact live and have a bit of fun, uh, ask some stupid questions, respond to any questions that we come up with, like uh, is super beverage, you know, important stuff like that. <laughs> very, very. Uh, what's that? That's kind of like a breakfast TV, breakfast radio kind of stupid question, isn't it? They throw it. Ring, ring in now. Is super beverage. And win a lounge from Tony Smith's furniture shop. If you can tell <laughs> us, is super beverage or a drink? It's, no, it's more like after hours. Anyway, Angus, Angus says uh, his question is something that we touched on. We, Aaron and I went out for dinner before we came to the pod. You might be able to sound that, hear that in the slurring of our voices. Yeah, Angus says has asked if you had to name a new mechanic, what would you call it and why? Uh, we came up with we we did a bit of work on this. We did a bit of homework, didn't we? Mm, mm-hmm. uh, number one, uh, I don't know if you can remember this. I've got the notes that we yeah, took. Yeah. I can't read my notes. But we, ju- we just kind of did this off off the dome. Yeah, off the dome while eating eating dinner. Yeah. Um, the number one, uh, the first one was uh, first mechanic that we invented was leech, which was an enchantment. Uh, that would leech X. You can pay one and tap the enchantment to take a counter from an opponent's creature and place it on leech. If leech has five or more plus one plus one counters on it, it becomes a zero zero creature, and it has all the counters. It has that all it's the counters on. that are absorbed. Ooh, yeah. So that's mechanic number one. And leech, you could, and you could still pay one and tap it and get more. Make a six six. Yeah, easy. Ooh, leech. It's cool. Because we were thinking, well, that that sucks onto something and draws the power out of the creature. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the we're trying to be- figure a way to make like a power. Uh, what were we saying? Power we're, drain. Power drain. We start off like with a- energy drain, but went nah, because energy's not <laughs> happening anymore. Yeah. That's that doesn't work. <clears throat> so you got to reduce the the creature's power. So uh, leech as yeah. a mechanic. There yeah. you go. Uh, number two, this is the one that I'm the most excited this, about. Aaron's very excited. This is fertilized. So I feel like there's not enough mechanics on lands. Some of us so regular the listeners to... to the show would hear him talking about blueberries and <laughs> shit blueberries. like that all the time. I love to fix, uh, not fix, I love to like make farms and grow things in video games. Not in real life. Absolutely yeah. not. But in video games, yeah. So, so here's, here's a text we have, and, and then Aaron maybe want, want to expand on this with his enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Fertilizer. A fertilize. Fertilize is the mechanic. Yeah. Right. It's a land mechanic. Uh, you It taps to exile creature from a graveyard 
Think about that. The dead creature is going to a different place, perhaps under the land that has fertilized. It also taps for mana equal to the creatures exiled with this card. So if you've exiled two creatures, it taps for two mana. And then we'd have a, uh, the other idea was that there would be a legendary fertilized card and then there'd be ghouls or something like that within the game that would get a... I said farmers, but you said ghouls. Farmers. <laughs> yeah, farmers. Oh, there were ghouls <laughs> because they're feeding off of dead bodies of yeah, creatures yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now they ghoul, might... ghoul farmer. Ghoul, yeah, farmer ghoul. Farmer ghoul. Farmer ghoul. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, <laughs> they get a plus two, plus two for every creature exiled this way. So you've got a a 1-1 a one, one ghoul creature in and you've got two creatures under your, your fertilised card is a 3-3. Three, three. Mm. And if like... And, oh, and, no, and it leads to very interesting like game decisions because if I... You can see I've got a fertilised card. Yeah. Uh, I... I attack with a tutu. You go. Oh, I don't want to block that tutu because then you'll be able to fertilize your land with it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yes, I'll just keep attacking all my stuff. So yeah. there's some cool, interesting game decisions there. Yeah, because really you like don't that. want creatures to die because then they could get fertilized. Yeah, it's, it's oh, also no, funny. Can't kill that guy. I'll turn it to fertilizer. I think that's uh, <laughs> it, it. Leans on the the funny side of things. I think. Yeah. But speaking of which, but it mechanically works just fine as yeah, well. Yeah, it works I good. Love it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. So by this time, we'd had a couple of pints, yep. and we came up with the idea for the mechanic Inebriate. Yeah. Inebriate X. It's an end-of-the-battlefield effect. A mm-hmm. uh, creature does X damage to a random creature plus X damage to you. Yeah. So it can, can, it, so it can hit your stuff. It can hit itself. Yeah. It can hit your opponent's things. And then it also hits you in the face because it's drunk. Is beyond summoning sickness. This yeah. guy was hammered, <laughs> and you've gone get on the battlefield, sunshine. I'm summoning you in. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't handle it, and he just comes in swinging, swinging, swinging punches. And you go, Hey, what, what, what are you doing? So he punches me. one of their guys. You don't know which one, but mm. he smacks one of them, and then he gives you a little bit of it as well because yeah. pff, anyone's fair, fair game. It's pretty random, but I think it would be pretty alright for the next unstable or whatever. Yeah, set. yeah. You think it's Why more not? of an unstable yeah. card? Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any? Oh, we did. We 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 ran out of time at the pub to we we come up with the the last one which we haven't got rules for, which yeah. was uh, spooning. Spooning. Spoon. Yeah. So spoon. let's let's go off the dome. All right, spooning. When so, this enters the battlefield, spoon two target creatures. Yeah, some of them like the for the, as long as this creature remains tapped. The other creature must also remain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're like enchanting one of their creatures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Or, or like you go, enchanted creature has spoon two, and as long as this creature is tapped, the other creature also becomes tapped because every time he lies down, yeah. the other things lie down next to him. Or would it be something, it would be like, uh, you know, you could um, bestow, it's almost like Ooh, a bestow mechanic, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So you, <laughs> yeah. So the card would come in and it would spoon one of your own creatures. Yeah, but then you'd want an advantage of it, wouldn't you? Where if uh, if someone to get rid of the person spooning you or the creature that's spooning you, I never know. You'd you'd spoon your own creature, and then when they attacked, maybe they would do double double damage. Oh, because they've got emotional support and physical and the touch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're stronger. Maybe their toughness is. Maybe they get they get. There's a, there's a couple of cards that have done this. There's one called Primal Cocoon, which says um, Enchanted Creature can't attack or block, but at the start of your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Mm-hmm. And then if it has three or more plus one, plus one counters, it you can, can attack shed again. the cocoon. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one called Crisis Incubation, which is like it can't attack or block, 
unless its power is over whatever and it adds a plus one plus one counter every turn. Yeah. So it's, it could kind of be like that. It's like I, th- I think I think this you lovely can, thing spooning it. Yeah, and then it gets spoon, more powerful. And then spoon it one. Out spoon it would spoon one creature. It could spoon two creatures. Mm. But then because they've got that l- extra love and support, yeah. they feel a bit tougher. Yeah. So they get plus, plus zero plus two. Plus zero plus mm. two. Something like that. That's good. Yeah. I like it. That's nice. Spoon. Mm. Yeah, we were trying to think of what the, the love... Yeah, because well, that was the thing, weren't we? We, we said goodbye to the bar staff and they just ignored us and we thought, yeah. what, what is the politeness mechanic? Yeah. Yeah. How could we make it like a properly English magic <laughs> set? you got well, a cue and then you got to say thanks to people. If you don't say thanks correctly, you lose 10 life. Yeah, that'd be nice. And yeah. some social standing. I'm going to attack now. I'm going to move into the attack combat phase, please. <laughs> oh. You're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome, <laughs> You're sir. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> and you are welcome. Just to avoid getting a, a penalty. Mm. Christopher Nalini, uh, what are some tips and fun card combinations you can use when drafting Ultimate Masters? Whew, there's a big one. That's a show in itself. Here isn't we go. It? Right. Yeah, what do you got? Off cards the top with of madness. the dome. Cards with madness. You can discard. No, you were supposed to keep going. Uh, the way that you can discard cards with madness and cast them <laughs> is helpful with some of the cards in the set, which help you discard a card anytime you want. Yeah. I haven't played Elfie Masters very much yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hey, not look. a magic arena. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question there, Christopher. We it's have not done one. our Ultimate Masters uh, homework far, far enough. It's very expensive, honestly. What's the. Yeah, I know, but it is f- it's a fun draft it format, is very though. Fun, yeah, there's My a lot of God. stuff going on, yeah, for sure. Uh, have you seen any? What are the, some of the rough uh, archetypes that are floating uh, around the place? Heroic in blue, white, and green, white. Which I'm very excited to see, like Wingsteed cool. Rider coming back yes! and that sort of stuff. I love Happy Wingsteed days, Rider, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, good to see. So Heroic is what I'm super excited to play. Um, but yeah. the, I think the best supported mechanics are madness and like um, discarding stuff from your hand. So madness is you can pay it for a lot cheaper if you discard it somehow. And yeah. there is Wild Mongrel and a bunch of Madness stuff. So Wild Mongrel, is, you can discard a card any time. It gets plus one, plus one, and becomes a color of your choice. And he's just like a 2-2 two, two for two with that ability. And you can just cast a bunch of Madness stuff for really cheap off a bunch of commons. Is there enough uh, stuff, t- spells that you can target, things like Winston Rider with, to like enchantments to buff it? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's some enchantments because one of the sub themes is like hexproof enchantmentsy things with like slip. Uh, oh, that's good. And stuff, yeah. Because you're not going to get the advantage of uh, the Voltron collapsing and no. becoming twenty different there's creatures. No in the set. So you need yeah, so you need yeah. to be able to target Wingsteed, it get bigger, but then not just become a two for one target, yeah. and mm-hmm. you get so there's a bit of hexproof stuff to to help help with up your heroic things, but mm-hmm. the, like. What what they really do very well in these sets is make a bunch of stuff from a diff- bunch of different blocks work. They've got like the hexproof stuff from Eventide mixed with the heroic stuff from Theros, and that is the same kind of deck. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so the madness deck, madness. I think that, that's where the it's best at. Way to go. Yeah. In C fifteen says he wants to do build a bear blue white, which is heroic. Oh, build yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, and our last question for today David Rance thoughts on MTG Arena and the recent announcements doesn't tell you what those announcements are that he's thinking of mm-hmm. uh, did you know what he's talking about yeah he's talking about the 10 million dollar prize pool <laughs> oh, all right. Thing, yeah. 
Yeah. What is it handing out? I, I haven't heard about this. I've, I've been a, I've been away shooting a short film for Seven Land Hand. Uh, what's go, What's been going on? So they said, "Hey guys, we had a big announcement about the Pro Tours being six different Pro Tours throughout the year. They're going to be more exclusive. We're going to tell you how it's going to work in December." In that time, Magic Arena worked very, very, very well. Made them a bunch of money, and they went, "Oh my god, Magic Arena is so huge. We've got to involve it in." Premier Play, Pro Tours and stuff as well. So they've restructured the Pro Tour. Yeah. So now you don't qualify for the Pro Tour, you qualify for the Mythic Championship. Oh. And there are ways to qualify for the Mythic Championship both in paper. Hang on, this this is a different thing to the Pro Tour. The it Pro is, Tour still exists? No, nah, it's, oh, it's kind of the Pro Tour now. So the Pro Tour is not called a Pro Tour, no, it's, it's just the, the Mythic Championship. Yeah, the MC. Okay. And MC, MC MC Aaron Graham Hammer MC Melbourne <laughs> right yeah uh, so the Mythic Championship is the new Pro Tour there will be a few more Pro Tours before the Mythic Championship thing fully kicks in yeah but you can qualify for Mythic Championships either in paper or on Magic Arena oh and they have also put a bunch of money into paying people to be permanent pros. So they've restructured the whole oh, really? pro system. There's not platinum, gold, and whatever pros from playing Paper Magic anymore. They have a bunch of people who they just pay a wage to mm. be a Magic Arena streamer, L- player. They play at the Mythic Championships and stuff. And LSV's there every week. Stuff. He's not because he has a bunch of jobs already. Oh, okay. Um, but these are like famous Magic personalities streamers, whatever, who are very good at magic and are the best in the world, apart from LSV. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So those dudes. Those guys. 32 of them getting how, paid. How do you get into that group? So I think you would have to consistently do well, mm. be an active streamer, be pushing magic as a broader thing to the world, and that's the new pro system. Okay. So it's not just you want a pro to, you become a pro for a year and they pay you a to turn yeah. up at tournaments and stuff. It's, you have to be consistently good and people have to know who you are because that's what streaming is all about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't care about that dude playing what, whatever game. I care because he's an interesting, personable character who happens yeah. to be playing the game I'm interested in. Time is that more the reason that we should start getting our Sevenland Hand uh, draft. It's drafts up go. online yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Get a bit of a taste of that, get some good coverage, get some yeah. interesting and film it, footage it, for the... And, folks. and just so much, like you got to play so much gosh darn magic. Mm. Yeah, It's around. It's, yeah, and I'm playing... We're exposed to it. We I, could do that. I, I feel like I'm playing more arena daily than ever before because arena is so accessible. Like, yeah, yeah. And so like my life has changed around it. I played yeah. magic online two, three times a week before. Now I'm playing arena light once a day. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's because it's so nice. It's so nice. It's so, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so nice. It's so 2018. Yeah. Soon to be 2019. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, we're doing a 2018 year in review. Speaking of years. Yep. Uh, let's take a break, decide which question we liked best and uh, bust a ultimate masters. I'll try to open it without ripping any of the cards. Ooh, well, it feels like you're going to rip cards. When yeah, I these. hate the, the Japanese the style. The Japanese style opening. Because they love like doing the little rip down. I don't like it. No, nah, I don't like it. Because it doesn't work. He wants to go all the way. Hmm. Doesn't go, it never goes all doesn't the way. It, yeah. All right, uh, let's do all of what I just said and uh, be back with some more after this musical interlude. Booster, booster! Oh, 
that's an ultimate master's booster. It's going out to someone who we'll mention at the end of the segment. Who could it be? It's one of the people who we just answered their questions on the previous segment. Uh, all right, now I'm now going to jump in to the Japanese opening of this booster pack. <sighs> Wish me luck. Wish me that I don't rip your card in half. Mm. Here we go. Uh, uh, uh. Now, my technique was to rip halfway down and then do the top. Is that what you did? Is that yeah. what you do? Yeah, I do it halfway, but then, but like, what's the point? Why, Why don't, would you not just rip it like a normal booster? I just don't want extra bits. Have I, you? The, yeah? uh, the box toppers are also incredibly hard to open. They are, considering what you've got inside. Yeah. You're shitting yourself that you're not going to yeah, bend it in half. Yeah, I don't want to bend it in half. Um, look, the, I, I usually use the, the pack to pull the pack against it, the, mm. the wrapping against the, the things that are inside it. But the ultimate box yeah, topper is just, just like, one card. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, I ah. just use my teeth and I gnaw at the top until it gives way. And I hope saliva doesn't go inside. I just like jab scissors at it until yeah. it opens. Stab it with a knife yeah. <laughs> until something <laughs> happens. I just give it to the cat and yeah. I think, well, there you I'll, go. I'll get the box up later. 30, 35 minutes. minutes later, yeah. it'll be open. <laughs> You're just going to get that magic point where the card's free and undamaged, but the yeah, wrapper's it's knackered. Tough to- Get yeah. your hand in there. Yeah, we've got a we've got a zombie uh, token, but I'm not going to reveal that because I'll oh, tell yeah, us what the file is. So we're going to do this pack backwards. We're going to do it backwards. Yeah. Japanese. Oh, here's an old favorite. Heliod's Pilgrim, two and a white for a one-two human cloak. When Heliod's Pilgrim enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an aura card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. It's pretty good. It's a it's a one two for three mana. Is it one two? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a one two. It's a one two for three mana that searches that draws you a card, and it's, it's always a card. They're you... enough aura. You're just going to get those, you know, like um, weird. What do they call them? The umbras, the umbras and yeah. stuff like you that. You want to get an umbra, or you want to get something to stick on your wingsteed rider wing in your white or deck, or your hexproof creature. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a good card. Yeah, always, yeah, always draws you a thing that you want. Chump a bit. It's hmm. a bit underpowered for. And in a pinch, I played yeah. a lot of. Theros era yeah. draft, uh, sorry standard. This actually went in standard in Blue White Heroic because oh, it really? always drew you a thing that would draw yeah. you more cards. So you get ordeal with of Thassa with this, and you just draw a bunch of cards. And every now and then, you'd put the aura that you get on Heliod's Pilgrim oh, because would. they kill the other things that you play. <laughs> and you go, go Heliod's Pilgrim, go! <laughs> and then, and then she. Yeah, she yeah. does all the work for you. You load her up with some auras, you might win the game that way. Ooh, we've got a hybrid card, Double Cleave, which is what I was thinking. Double Cleave is very much the, uh, you know that character in Total twins. Recall? No, no. Total Recall? Oh, yeah, Twins would work, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm doing Total Recall. <laughs> She's got we went for the same joke from different angles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. One... <laughs> One and a one and a red white hybrid. How would how would you say that red white hybrid? Uh, one and a red or oh, it's rough. It's weird, isn't it? Red it's white. it's two mana. One or a Boros. One or a Boros for an instant. Target creature games double strike until end of turn. Not good. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen, is it? Okay. Oh, good. Raymond Swanland's stepped up with a Thermo Alchemist. Mm. One and a red for a 0-3 creature, Human Shaman. He's a defender. You can tap him, and he'll deal one damage to each opponent. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, untap Thermo Alchemist. 
Yeah. So How do you make that work? It, it's been pretty good in the past. There was a blue-red spells deck in Eldritch Moon the first time that this was printed, and you could cast three, four instants and sorceries that drew you cards or did stuff every turn. So this would just be four or five damage and also just a body to, yeah. to be able to like block their crap with. It's a very is it card, right? Very it's, is it, And yeah. that's why I don't feel comfortable with it because I'm never sure that I'm going to have yeah. enough instants or sorceries. But if you're casting a bundle of them, mm. it's just tap him, hurt you, yeah. untap. Tap him, hurt you, untap. So I had a, um, a, a draft on Magic Arena the other day where my opponent had electrostatic field. The zero four that hits you for one every time they cast an instant. Or oh, so it's similar. S- similar. Yeah. Um, they did me no damage apart from damage from electrostatic fields because they played two. Oh, really? I couldn't attack oh, my three threes yeah. past it, and every single thing they did to draw more cards or do whatever, they just be hit you for two, hit you for two, hit you for two, and I squeaked a victory because <laughs> I drew invert. Which and some of like, those instants of sorcery just burn you to the they're face. Just burning me as yeah. well. Yeah. I luckily drew invert, which is switch the power and toughness of two creatures to end of turn. So I oh, made killed him. zero fours, four zeros, yeah. and killed them both. Take that. There you go. Uh, speaking of umbras, mammoth umbra, four and a white for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, enchanted creature gets plus three, plus three, and has vigilance. It's got totem armor. If enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. Oh, okay, so it protects yeah, you. So it kind of protects your yeah. heroic stuff. You have to make sure the creature doesn't get removed in response because then the totem armor doesn't do anything. But What uh, do you mean by that? The creature gets so removed in response. So say I put this on my Wingsteed Rider. Yeah. Uh, Big the, beefy flying boy now. Yeah, so the trigger goes in the stack because it gets a plus one, plus one counter when I target it with a spell. Yeah. If you kill the Wingsteed Rider before the Mammoth Umbra oh, comes on... resolves. You- Two for one. This mammoth umbra, it says, if enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it. This never really enters the battlefield because yeah. you kill it in response, so you still get two for one. Yeah. The only way to avoid a two for one is to put this out when your opponent's like tapped out and they've got no removal. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Elder. Three and a green for a four four. Ooh, Vanilla says yes. Yeah. Creature, Tree Folk Shaman. Wickerbow Elder enters the battlefield with a negative one, negative one counter on it. There goes the <laughs> vanilla test. Yeah. Uh, for one green, remove a negative one, negative one counter from Wickerbow Elder. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. So really that's a five mana four four and you get to destroy Blows something. An enchantment. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Mm. But just like Four mana three three is not the worst, and the fact that you can just make it bigger by destroying one of your opponent's best uh, yeah artifacts. Enchantment or enchantment. Artifact. This card's really good. It's clamoring for a reprint before um, yeah. This set. So yeah. you could blow up something like Mammoth Umbra, yeah, for example. Easy. Yeah. yeah, can you? It's you can pay the one green and if uh, and remove a negative one counter from. Do you, uh, which bits of this are conditional? So if. You've already removed. If you've already lost the negative yeah, one, negative you, one counter, you can't blow up something of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there may be ways in the set to put more minus one, minus one counters on it, but it, like they're few and far between. Mm, you if get you get one thing one with shot. this, you're pretty happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dark dabbling is a two and a black for an instant. Regenerate target creature. Uh, draw a card. And spell mastery. This that's it. That is, uh, if there are two or more instant or sorcery cards in your graveyard, also regenerate each other creature you control. Ah, that's really bad. Yeah, I got lost in that one. Though. Yeah, sort of feel when you don't when you're reading a card and you're not going oh and this oh really oh yeah. you just 
Nodding off. This is like three mana to protect one of your creatures one time to draw a card. It's like, ugh, right, ugh. you can yeah. do a lot more. Yeah. I tried to read it again, but I fell asleep. Uh, shed weakness. Uh, one green for an instant. Target That's when creature. you built a, a structure in your backyard yeah. and it falls down. And when there's a strong wind. Again. Yeah. And you go, oh, now my rake's on the other side of the garden. Oh, what a shed weakness. Yeah. Uh, and that happens instantly for one green. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. You may remove a negative one, negative one counter from it. So there must be a minus one, minus one counter thing going theme on in this set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, n- not good. I, I, I mean, it's fine. It's just a pump for one, isn't yeah. it? You even with, plus two, plus two for one. Even in Armand Cat, which is full of stuff that, that was negatively like stacked with neg one, neg one counters, mm. this was not great. So it's yeah. not going to be good here. <laughs> Whirlwind Adept is four and a blue for a four-two. He's a Jin monk. He's got hexproof and prowess. So whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one plus one till end of turn. Hmm. I like my hexproof creatures to have more toughness so that I can block things with yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> this can't block anything the turn it comes down, uh, and then you have to load it up with enchantments and stuff so it survives after that fact. Like it's just so fragile. You want your hexproof and He's going to get blocked to by be, everything. But literally anything, yeah. Hmm. Doesn't even have evasion. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, 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 it's not. Ink 15 says, no, that's a shed's weakness. Shed's weakness. A shed's weakness. A shed, a shed weakness would also be if, if, like, if your cat started to molt in the winter... You go, oh, the cat's got a shed weakness. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> Try that one on in, for, in 15. For size. Faith's Fetters, uh, three and a white, Enchantment Aura. There we go again. This is just enchantment rich for white, isn't mm. it? Enchant Permanent. Uh, when Faith's Fetters enters the battlefield, you gain four life. Enchanted Permanent can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated Unless they're mana abilities. Forget what I said about Wingsteed Rider. Yeah, this is great. Uh, just, really you just, just unconditional. Snuffing out whatever. one of their dudes. Yeah. You, you mostly use it to turn off um, uh, creatures. But if they play Planeswalker, you can... Oh, what can you do with that? have three activated abilities. So oh, you, right. you put it on their Planeswalker, they can't activate anything. Enchanted Permanent. Yeah. And you can do it on their lands that have really great abilities and stuff. So this is like... Luminous bonds with a million different applications as well. Wow, I, yeah. I didn't even read it like that. Mm. When you put it in that context, it's very powerful. Mm. Archaeomancer seems like a card that we see all the time. Yeah. This must be a staple. Yeah. Two and two blues for a one-two. Four mana, one-two. Mm. Human wizard. When Archaeomancer enters the battlefield, return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's it's pretty con- it's pretty contextual. If, like in some sets in the past, this has been shit, and in other ones there's been lots of ways to loop it and get it back over yeah. and over and over again. And you wanted to cast lots of spells. Is it more of a draft card because you've got card. limited use of a spell, so you want to use it again because yeah. you're not expecting to get three backups coming mm. in. You'd, Imagine you'd... using an efficient two or three mana removal spell, kill their best thing, Archaeomancer. You got a one two whatever, and you just get to play your removal spell again. It's great. It's mm. awesome. Here's a guy that I was thinking. Oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Meringue. Oh, that's why I thought it was interesting. I was, meringue. I was going, <laughs> his name's Meringue. It's like <laughs> Lemon Meringue. That's what his nickname would be, Lemon. 
Uh, Meringue River Prowler, two and a blue for a 2-1. Uncommon, he's a human rogue. Meringue River Prowler can't block and can't be blocked. You may cast Meringue River Prowler from your graveyard as long as you control a black or green permanent. Mm. Had a good think about that one today. I thought that was... It is a intriguing. weird, yeah. weird card. Um, it is a good thing to stick auras on because it mm-hmm. just can't can't um, block. It comes back from your graveyard as long if as you, you control can. that extra permanent and stuff. I, I think the fact that it can't be that it can't block, it doesn't do half of what you want your creatures to do. So it's it's a bit like you've got to build your whole deck around it. Yeah, because also you don't want you don't. He's, he's if he's a blocker, he's just blocking once. He's just going to die. So you mm. don't. I would say I wouldn't really care about him blocking. Yeah, um, but then you have to build your whole deck around him having two unblockable damage, which is which is cool. Uh, but you've got to load him. He, he requires you to have other cards to make yeah. him really great. Okay. Uh, travel preparations one and a green for a sorcery at uncommon. Put a plus one plus one counter <coughs> on top of. On, oh, put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. He's got flashback for one and a white. You may cast this card from your graveyard for its flashback cost, then exile it. This card was so good in original Innistrad draft. Yeah. You just go one drop human, two drop human, travel prep, travel prep. Like you could, it was very, very hard for you to lose those games. It flashes me back to that yeah. era, so seeing that. You know, seeing a, a green card, like Travel Preference, obviously a green card, and then flashback one and a white? What? Yeah. What's going on here? Because I wasn't used to that whole idea of the being... Of the tribes and two Or just like colors two or... different colored yeah. decks, you know? It's just like I'm playing a, a, a white, blue, black, red, or green deck. That's yeah. it, full stop. Mm. And then this, whoa, hang on a minute. How and you go, I... oh, I can only use the white bit when it's in my graveyard? Yeah, it's it, it, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome card. I would probably still be taking Faith's Fetters just to shut down whatever creature they have so far. But Travel yeah. Preparations is very powerful. Yeah, yeah, put a plus one plus one up to two targets. So, yeah, so you, you just can, want two creatures out. And you got you two can, creatures, you get the most value for it. And yeah. for four mana, if you've got one green and a one white, you can just do them both in the same turn. It's not yeah. like jump start where you have to discard. Oh, yeah, I see. So you cast it, it goes through your graveyard, then you just do it again, yeah. and all of a sudden you're... Two, two plus one plus two... Plus, two twos would be you got four, four fours. plus one plus one counters divided pretty much as you choose. Yeah, wow. That is good. Are we still got an uncommon to come? One more uncommon. Yeah, one more uncommon. All right. So we're getting to the exciting stuff now. Ooh. Stream of consciousness is one and a blue for an instant arcane. That's, I haven't seen that. Instant mm. arcane. It's a Kamigawa thing. Oh. <laughs> target player shuffles up to four target cards from the graveyard into the library terrible yeah doesn't do anything the the reason that this card is arcane milling was yeah, milling kind, kind of is that all it does that's it yeah target hmm. player shuffles up to four target cards from their graveyard into their library you may never see those four cards ever no and, and also you, you need to have card. already cast a whole bunch of spells to make it good to make your deck slightly better uh the okay. reason that this card exists is because it's an arcane thing with a minimal effect, you have a bunch of cards in Kamigawa that had splice onto arcane. And as you cast an arcane spell, you could show them a splice onto arcane thing from your hand Mm. and pay its cost. And it would just get that card as well, which is a a cool mechanic. Yeah. But they really pigeonholed it into splice. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to imagine what the rest of it was. Okay. 15. My thought on arcane card slash mechanic is, 
it's cool, but they've never done it very well, so I'm waiting for them to reboot it and do it again. All right. See, Kamigawa, we're going back there. <laughs> it's just going to be Splice onto Instant or Splice onto Sorcery, I think. That would be. All right, we've got a rare uh, that's by Seb McKinnon. It's a black rare. Oh, I, didn't, I haven't seen this card yet. Entomb for one, one. one black, instant. Yeah. Search your library for a card, put that card into your graveyard, then shuffle your library. Yeah, this is a big legacy card because there are ways to reanimate things from your graveyard. Mm-hmm. This is a one-mana way of putting whatever you want into your graveyard at instant speed and then you just reanimate it as soon as it's your turn. Well, we have an uncommon foil. Thanks. By no, it's by Mark uh, Zug. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, Kev Walker did did Finks, Kitchen yeah. Finks. It is Chainer's Edict. Uh, that's one, a that's a good one actually. One in a black for sorcery. Target player sacrifices a creature and flashback for seven. You may cast this card from your grave for its flashback cost and exile yeah. it. This card's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You just get rid of their worst. You get rid of the worst thing. On turn two, you just get whatever it is. Um, the fact that, like, like, it's always been good and constructed, I think, historically, because you can just choose when to hit it off. You go, removal spell on that guy and edict your other guy. You know, your hexproof thing or your, yeah. what, your whatever. I think that my pick from this pack, if I was drafting, yeah. would still be Faith's Fetters because it's just like removal. a thing that shuts down one of your opponent's things Sorry. regardless of what it is. Creature, Planeswalker artifact uh, whatever mm. um and then the other stuff is like it has to have other stuff to make it work so. yeah yeah see so yeah you don't know without or build arounds yeah or, or maybe travel preparations is powerful enough i'll just maybe take that yeah mm. okay cool cool now who are we gonna uh, give this pack to aaron i would like to give this pack to adam uh, i mean paul Ren- green paul green yeah Was it, is that is paul that- green 87 yeah that's the one. paul green 87 that was his name on twitch oh okay paul green uh, yeah, for his question about what are your thoughts on MTG Arena, is it bringing more people into the game or is it taking players away from the game community? All right, thanks, Paul. Uh, we'll get that booster to you ASAP. Mm. And we'll be back right after this. Topic discussion. Topic discussion. Topic discussion for our 2018 year in view, Magic Style. Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. And we're keeping it simple. We had a year. Yeah, we did, didn't and we? It, and it was a year yeah. of Magic the Gathering. We're we're two month two weeks shy yeah. of the whole year being done. So let's say it's fifty weeks in let's review. Let's put a lid on it and say thanks. Yeah, Magic. Right up until Wizards of the Coast to a surprise announcement: <laughs> Ultimate Masters Two, <laughs> December twenty fourth. Can you give us twenty thousand dollars for the stock for your store, please? Ultimate Masters Two. It's almost here. We've sent it to your store preemptively. Give us yeah. some money. Thank you. Nice one. You'll have a pallet waiting outside the front of your shop. Thanks. Everyone will be gnawing at it to get into it. Um, okay. It starts off, it's a little bit embarrassing at the beginning. Uh, on the on January 19th, 2018, we had we started the year with Rivals of Ixalan. Can you, can you believe this came out this year? <laughs> like, uh, it's, this is weird about years, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Some things feel like they happened eight years ago and they happened two months ago. Mm. Some things two months ago, they happened eight years ago. Yeah, I, I vividly remember playing Rivals of Ixalan pre-release, not being super excited about it, uh, playing it on Magic Online, 
not being super excited about it. The three months that we had with Ixalan before Rivals came out were very long and arduous. Yeah. I played a Grand Prix of that format. It was like, ugh. They, this was the last of the of the double of the two block system, wasn't it? Before yeah. we just got to let's just do big blocks, they, which they, I'm still very happy they, about. They've kind of they've said that, but like mm. Ravnica has been in two parts and and will be in two parts with the third. Do you think that's because yeah. of design that they already had in place? Uh, yeah. Also, it's difficult to do all ten guilds in one set. Yeah, uh, for Ravnica, so that be too was going to be yeah, it would be too much. Uh, yeah, R- Rivals came out, and really, there there are a few big, big, big things in this set. Uh, the main ones being um, uh, Rekindling Phoenix was very big in the red decks. Still uh, seeing standard play. Still seeing a bunch of standard play, um, but not a hugely impactful set. I think everyone was pretty over it. Like the forerunners were pretty great in draft, and people thought they could uh, build around them and things, but. Ixalan block, I think everyone is going to say, was a pretty resounding meh. Then nobody's going, can we revisit Ixalan? Oh, can't wait to go back to Ixalan and get some more dinosaurs. Pirates. Sorry, I was going for the pirates. Pi- pirates. No, I was, I'd never got into that. I never got a grip on the on the the lore of the of the no. pirates. Or the characters, no, nothing jumped when out When they first of announced it, it sounded like yes. they were making a joke. No, but when they first announced it, it sounded like, this is going to be everything cool. We've got pirates, dinosaurs. Mm. It's going to be crazy because you think you're hoping that they're going to pull it all together somehow, but they didn't pull it all together. So it kind of now, it just looks like a joke now yeah. in, for me. Yeah. Well, so let's set about Rivals of Ixalan. That was followed up in March. Uh, we had Masters 25. So um, Iconic Masters had come out in the previous year, October or November, and then they half surprised announced Masters 25 as part of 25 years of magic. Yeah, like, a celebration. Kind of thing. Yeah. At least one card from every set ever printed in Magic's history in boosters for the first time, some of them with new artwork and blah, blah, blah. A resounding. Uh, yeah. Like, didn't it, go off. Because Iconic Masters was still on the shelf. People couldn't sell it, hmm. and people weren't buying it. So when another master set comes out and you see the card list and nothing actively really excites you. Was this the Tree of Perdition set? This is, uh, no, that... Tree of Redemption. Uh, Tree of Perdition? Tree of Perdition, I think it might have been a missing yeah. set, yeah. yeah. Uh, the big name, the big ticket items were Jace the Mind Sculptor and um, Azusa. And uh, Man of Dream was in Iconic Masters. So you really had pretty low chance of getting something you really wanted in here. The EV was low, low, very low. 12, uh, 12 to fourteen dollars a pack as well in Australia. It's like, ugh. yeah. Right, well, nothing to fear because uh, after that we had in April, a- April sixth. We only had to wait a few weeks. We got uh, the jewel decks. <laughs> we got <the> jewel decks. <laughs> oh my no, god, okay, we're okay. four months deep into twenty eighteen. Okay, four months. Okay, twenty eighteen. We've, we've been around for four months. Yeah, what have we got? Here we go. Mark Rosewater. Right. Hit me up with your your new hot idea. All right, I'm not going to do the voice, but everyone, chill. I know we've had a bit of a miserable time, but it's April. I'm going to do it at the beginning of the month. Elves versus inventors. <laughs> there you go. Okay, what's your actual idea? No, go duel with that. Go like you have a deck. You have a deck. Maybe you're the inventors. Maybe you're the elves. So, so uh, me. Okay, cool. yeah. I'll get the elves deck. Yeah. 
Magic's one. I know. Oh, I want to play the elves. One of Magic's most. Okay, you can play. Oh, yeah. One of Magic's most iconic races. They've already been in a dual deck: elves versus goblins. Yeah. How are you going to rejuvenate it, make it exciting? Who are they fighting against? Oh, we've got all these Kaladesh cards. Can we jam them into a jewels deck or something like well, that? Well, that only really just came out. People are still pretty annoyed about it being in standard. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can get more of standard. Okay. Tell, tell you what. Tell you yeah. what. Hit me up with something that no one has ever identified with ever in Magic's history. Inventors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> we did that. Elves versus inventors. What oh, a way because, to say goodbye to a product no one cared about. Because it's like the trees and nature versus things that you plug in and run off batteries. <laughs> Yeah, it's like man-made Natu- versus the natural world. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Yeah, I mean that was happening before mankind was about. Yeah, elves versus mankind man-made made stuff. Yeah. yeah, before man was even around. Before man. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh. all right, all right. Well, let's grab How that. How will we ever recover? That's not from going the well. Wonder that was given. To you know me. why Mark was excited because up his sleeve he had Richard Garfield. Oh. Yeah. I'd love to have Richard Garfield up my sleeve. Yeah, he was up. He Whisper was, game design secrets in my ear. That's what he was doing the entire year. Because between the sixth, this in the next 21 days, between uh, April 6th and April 27th, Richard Garfield came in and went, Stop all this shit. Stop this nonsense. <laughs> all right. In the next 21 days, we shall create Dominaria. And it was good. And it was good. And he it was said, good. And, and he spoke, and it was good. Yeah. Dominaria is. Like a breath of the freshest air, there was. It's pretty good, right? It was really good. That was all right. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. There were legend, cool new legendary creatures, enough nostalgia for people that had played core sets and Neat stuff. Mechanics. In the mechanics, great mechanics. Mm-hmm. Historic was pretty cool. Saplings yeah. were a lot of fun. There was um, uh, like the whole historic stuff. Just kind of, it, it was a lot, but it it wasn't a lot. You know, when they come in with a new mechanic and it's like. Oh, it's so yeah. overwhelming and it's coming at me from left, right, all over the place. Historic just kind of worked okay, yeah. didn't it? You and just it go, wasn't too stuff much. Stuff that triggers off historic. How do we make that work? You go, yeah, here's a bunch of cheap artifacts you'd probably want to play anyway. And you go, oh, cool. You mean I could keep these cheap artifacts in my hand to trigger my historic stuff later? Oh, cool. It all just kind of works very well. Um, LSV recently said one of his top five draft formats of all time. Wow. That's Huge. amazing, right? There's so much cool stuff to do in it. The last format, um, sorry, the last draft that I did of Dominaria in paper, I drafted the sickest blue-white uh, historic deck. I'd never drafted a deck like that before in the format. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe this will work. Oh, maybe this will work. Oh, cool. Yeah, like it, it done. I drafted a lot of black-green saprolings. I drafted a lot of red-green kicker. Like there's just so much cool stuff to do in this set. Yeah, I, I believe it came about because there was, the, there was a, a, a work experience uh, boy, <laughs> it was just around, and he said, "Why don't you get the guy that uh, is just, is inventing Keyforge to come and give you a hand?" Yeah. And they went, oh, and they went, "Oh, we've got to pay him money." I don't <sighs> okay, yeah, we we know we know that guy. Mm. We've been uh, so we've oh, he's sort of given us a hand in the past. Yeah. Hey, Rich, Dick, yeah, come so, on in here. How long before Richard comes back and helps us out with uh, another set? Fifteen I, years. I think he really wants his nickname, Dick Garfield, to start kicking around. Dick again. Gar. Dick. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be a good uh, enemy, like a evil, evil alien emperor. Mm, Dick Gar. Dick Gar from the planet Gar. Dick Field Rich. <laughs> field Rich. So, um, Field Field Gar. 
All right, that was April 27th. And in Dominaria, boy, did we have fun playing two at a giant, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. That was good. We, made the, the flying we, flew, frog. we flew the frog for yeah. the 4-0. Four, four that, was, that was good times. So immediately on the back of that, they thought, boy, Aaron and David had a lot of fun playing two at a giant. You know what they need? Battle More Bond. two-headed giant. More yeah. two-headed giant. So Battle Bond came out. We didn't end up out. playing the Battle, we battle didn't. Bond, did we? No, there was no, a I think we got busy or thing. something. Yeah, yeah. Some horrible stuff, nonsense. Yeah, and uh, June 8th, Battle Bond came out. How, how did that go? What happened there? It was actually very, very well received. Yeah. They, they did a very good mix of the conspiracy casual draft play for people yeah. who want to play it at home. Um, a good mix of people who are keen to play as a, as a pair and also a good mix of cool reprints and new cards that they hadn't printed before. So people are still buying Battlebond now because they did a bunch of cool multiplayer cards in it. So oh, there cool. are cards that they're like lands that are like tapped for white or blue. They enter the battlefield untapped if you have two or more opponents. Ah. It doesn't break Legacy and Modern in half, but in Commander and whatever, you can just play them all the time. So they're just as good as um, Jewel Lands. So I really, I res- love I really respect giant. it. I love Two at a Giant as a format because I... It's really, I know it sounds a bit uh, sexist, but it's the, it's the bring your girlfriend kind. It's always bring your girlfriend. It's never bring your boyfriend and introduce them to the magic. But, you know, as we've discovered it, this well, year. Well, yeah, yeah, it is for some of the guys. Yeah. Uh, as we've discovered this, we've noticed this year at places like PAX, the diversification across the, the gaming crowd is getting bigger and bigger and or more evenly spread, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff like uh, Two at a Giant that's allowed that to happen yeah. over the last few years where couples have come in and played and have thought, you can see them going, well, this is fun, and they walk away, they have a great evening. Mm-hmm. And so for a set to come out that's targeting that, it's nice that they've noticed it. Yeah, because we do Two-Headed Giant for every pre-release that we've run in the past, but doing just a Two-Headed Giant pre-release over a couple of days was like a lot of fun as well. Yeah. And it, it really spoke to me that half the people were people who don't play regular pre-releases. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And it also it. just says, hey, this can be fun. It doesn't have to be... Pro Tour, say Mythic, whatever the whatever you said before. <laughs> Pro Tour, Mythic Tour? Mythic Champs. Mythic Champs, MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. gotcha. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be that every time. You yeah. can just go out and play Magic, have a bit of a laugh, have some fun, mm-hmm. fly a frog, Yeah, for example. If you like. All right, that was Battle Bond. And, oh, hang on, same day, same day it says here, June 8th, uh, we got the Commander Anthology Volume 2. This is uh, clever because Commander Anthology Volume 2, every store's only going to get so many and the people who are into casual multiplayer play like Battle Bond are also keen on multiplayer casual play like Commander. So they just release them at the same time to to shove it in people's faces. Uh, this was what, four? Was it four Commander decks? Yeah, four yep. Commander decks in a fancy new box. Yeah. Uh, people had been asking for reprints of these Commander decks for ages so they did it and it was like, yeah, it was pretty... Pretty good little product. You got yeah. a, a Traxer. And these are all products. It's like a Planeswalker deck in that they're all the same. You um, always know what you're going to get. In there. Yeah, and also the same level of the sort of the same level. Yeah, the four decks within the game. Yeah, yeah. The, the command- but you couldn't play it. You couldn't sit down at a commander table and expect to do anything with them. No, you need to change quite a few cards. Yeah. But like, if you play them all just with each other, they work fantastically yeah. well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. June fifteenth. That was just the next week. The next week, what they did in that time was uh, they they uh, mined Jace for everything it was worth. Signature spellbook. Mind. Jace. Mind. <laughs> Signature spellbook, Jace. Sculpt that. 
is what they sculpted in the next seven days. Yeah, so we were talking about this in supplemental products earlier. Yeah. I don't know how, if they're ever going to do this again, because it wasn't, like, great, but also people liked it. They did a lot of different stuff. They did alternate art and the new borders. And- I said, I don't, that's the thing. I don't want alternate art. Mm. You see, what was... Did I say this earlier on? Uh, what's giving me most joy about the Ultimate Master set is seeing the old Prey Upon. I don't know if Prey Upon first came out in a Strad block, yeah, but that's did, the art yeah. that I, you know, respond to the best. And uh, and it was nice to see that. So mm. I, if I get a J Spellbook, I want the original art. You know, so I've got a card that looks the same. The only difference is just the badge that you know, the, the logo. That's the, on. Pro- the the problem with this um, product is when they were. Making this, they were like, how, "How do we really just massage the Jace fanboys?" Yeah, girls. I can't believe they're still there. I think they're less and less by the day. Good. Um, <laughs> I see less hoodies around uh, the Magic Tail. Yeah, mm. I think they're just not in vogue at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the the um, signature spellbook was. Very Every, much everyone like, seems to have like snake hair. Snake like, like Vraska stuff. Yeah, oh, like yeah. snake. Fr- she's snake much. Dreddies. She's much cooler. I don't yeah, know yeah. If you heard me say who my favorite yeah, yeah. planeswalker was earlier. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, this was reasonably popular and, and people got some cool Jace-themed cards, but it, it wasn't ever a revelation. I would be very surprised if they do another. If they do, it's going to be Chandra first because she's just got a Does it have to be on the Planeswalker theme? Can it just, could it do the yeah, like we said before? Could signi- it be a Masters, his seven woofy cards that are just... They could do that, which is guaranteed sales, but they're never going to do Signature Spellbook lands and just put a... F- one of each fetch land in the set. <laughs> I mean, that would actually be all right for Commander, but uh, I, I think it's going to be more like their yeah, thing that they the focus price on the character. Be on that. Would that look at the secondary market like, that doesn't exist and calculate it on? Sure. Uh, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Hundred dollars a hundred, two hundred dollars a box. You get one of each fetch land. People would just slap that up. Yeah. A week later. We had the, I don't know much about this. I did see these, but mm. I don't know what the hell's going on here. The Global Series, Zhang Yanggu and Mu Yanling. This looks like it was targeted at the Japanese market, was it? Chinese. Chinese market, right. Uh, they have always struggled. Magic is huge in Japan, huge mm-hmm. in the US, huge in Europe. They've always struggled to hit mainland China. That's with strange, right? They do. Um, China are very uh, anti anti-China. <laughs> so, China or anti-China? No, no, China are very anti-things that aren't Chinese. Oh, much. right. So they don't... So their culture is built... Oh, sorry, I don't know if I'm oversimplifying this. The, their culture is broadly not happy with things that come from outside and make a big impact right, on insular. them. Very insular. Insular, yeah. The walls so, they, up, so they go, look at this magic thing. Let's Let's... Not be happy with that. Let's make our own magic. So they. Have I thought a they of... lost their shit about things that were from you know. Uh, it's more. Further... Ja- it's more Japan. Like Japan's more absorbent yeah. of other cultures, and they imbue it in their own, and then they become their own new thing. Whereas China's very much like we want to be China. Like you know, my uh, a Burmese friend of mine. I don't know how that fits into the mix. Sure. Explained this to me once. Uh, Japanese. He said the Japanese people. They they know they're better than you, but they haven't got that attitude to your face, because their attitude is it's not your fault you're not Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very noble. I go thanks. I guess I'm not. They'll enjoy your shit, 
But you're just not as yeah. good as us. And then they, <laughs> and then they Japanify it. With China, they just go, we're not very, we're not interested in this magic thing. And so magic alike, how do we make it appeal more to them? What is it? It's not that they just hate American and American products. Yeah. They, um, uh, they really want games that appeal to them and their sensibilities. And so they made this, uh, they, they spoke to a, a bunch of Chinese uh, culture um, uh, critics and that sort of thing and, and people who are into games and gaming and said, what would you like in a product for Magic? And they say, characters that appeal to us and our mythology and our yeah. whatever, um, decks and things that, that, that we want to collect. And so are these two characters planeswalkers then? Is they that... are planeswalkers and they made them specifically based on famous characters from Chinese mythology and they have their own deck full of unique stuff that suits them yeah. as well. Uh, didn't really take off outside of China and also, sadly, didn't really take off in China. So. Mm. Uh, so that's the last to... global series we'll see. Oh, okay, so that's we've still got to crack that egg. Mm. Yeah, that's why I thought it was. You know, I, I went for it because it was Japanese. Because we see a lot of Japanese product, mm. Russian product, that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. Not not heaps and heaps, much more Japanese product than Chinese product. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we got round to another uh, core set came out uh, 2019. We were pretty happy to see this come out, weren't we? Um, yeah, it's been a long time between July drinks, 13th. Yeah. We're up mm. to now, and we we got a, a core set again after they'd they'd given it a miss for four, oh, back to origins 14, and then 2015, and then 2016 was the last one. So we got three years between them. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. that is a long time in Magic. Yeah, uh, how was how did core set go overall? Everyone was pretty happy with it. The power level was juiced, like compared to sets of the core sets of the past. There were brand new multicolor mythic rare dragons, uh, a planeswalker in every color, and then some because Nicobolus flipped into another one. Mm. So, who were the standout performers? Who were, who were so uh, Vivian Reed has been five. incredible. I don't acknowledge the, uh, the planeswalker on the fact that she has a Vivian Reedery. Now I'm in. There you <laughs> go. Fantasy. <laughs> I name. like. Yeah. Well, like uh, <laughs> Yeah, Vivian Vi- Reed. It's like someone that runs a, a baby care centre yeah, down, library, yeah. down a, two suburbs away. Mm. Mm. Vivian, you know, Vivian Reed. Vivian Reed. Yeah, oh, Viv- she's good. Viv. She's the best. You know, v. She's good. Oh, she's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's great at looking she, after children. She's also yeah. really great at killing Niv Mizzet in <laughs> standards. So, um, also important. Um, I think they just hit a really good power level, and she's a character. She's like a female black character who has just a pretty generic backstory, but it's good to have. I thought she was green. <laughs> She's like an African American looking character. Oh, uh, which is good for representation. Yeah. Magic because previously all the green people were like a weird elf lady and um, mm. uh, Garrick, who was like a just a monster, <laughs> just a who's monster. a bear. He's, he's a bear. Elf. That was diversity. He's like a bear man. Yeah, he's a bear man. Yeah. He's a bear. That was for the LGBTQ. Uh, <laughs> How much more do you want? <laughs> yeah. we'll see a, twink, a twink and an otter next. Yeah. Magic. Yay. He's a big bear. Uh, yeah, of course it landed pretty well. Nicol Bolas was a big, big yeah. standard. He was like the face of the set. What uh, are we still seeing in standard now from Corset? Yeah, Nicol Bolas, Matt. some of the Elder Dragons, if, if people feel so inclined, and the Planeswalkers have all gotten a bit of bit of use. So. A Johnny Adversary of Tyrants Good in the Agro yeah, White yeah. and Vivian Reed, the Librarian in, uh, in Golgari Midrange. Yeah. Okay. It was it was fun. I didn't love the the draft format was a bit like meh. I can't remember it's weird how that sort of disappeared out of my memory, but it mm. could be what we've done tonight. But 
What have we done? Yeah, what have we done? What's the flavour of core of core of the core set twenty nineteen? It was it's, one that I really didn't pay all that much attention to. Uh, yeah, because I was super pumped for the core set to come out. So, right, cool. We're gonna just get back to playing magic, basic magic this week. Good fun. Yeah. Let's do it. And I think was this just pre maybe the drop jewels arena hadn't come out. Yeah, because Arena get to the store came to out play very soon enough. after this, yeah. I drafted a bit of it on Magic mm. Arena, so it must have been the latest set that came out when one of the Arena yeah. things came out. Um, yeah, because the, the closed beta, we were both in the closed beta, and that was out at this time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't enamored with it at that no, point. No, no. Yeah. Well, I, I remember saying I checked in and I checked out straight away because I couldn't even get a free yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, Commander 2018 uh, came out on August 10th of this year. Commander 2018. Yeah, it was all right. That's just the set of five different... Uh, It was four. Four, They did Planeswalkers as the commanders again. Uh, The the community feedback around this release was they're very much like taking their foot off the accelerator of making people excited about this. They said... Last commander set we're going to do in a while. We'll do planeswalkers again, and then everyone went, "Oh, what cool reprints are in the decks!" And there just weren't any. They and did the planeswalker thing because that's their thing. They like you see the new players come in and they're like, "Oh, planeswalker! This is just the beyond mythic rare, super cool card." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to get people in a different format like commander, they you can't just have a legendary creature on the front because they're like, "It's just a creature." Yeah, yeah. But if it's a planeswalker, oh, this represents value to new players. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to do, right? I, I'd much prefer to see a... Y- yeah, they, they also just think... Rounded that, deck. I, I, th- I think, like you said, that they think that sticking a Planeswalker in the front of anything will make it sell. Yeah. And Commander 2018 was, like, warmly received. Were they people... standard, like, regular Planeswalkers, or are they unique? They're new, unique ones. Oh, okay. Because the, right. they all have... It's good for your Planeswalker collection. It's bad for my Planeswalker collection to collect a pile of shitty Planeswalkers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get... Um, i got to show you that, by the way, because I picked some up at the Grand Prix oh. and I got some of the full art bad boys there. Very nice. i got to do some uh, artist row hunting mm. in the near future. Yeah. It's uh, been the, a while. Bad for my Planeswalker collection. Okay for the Commander community. No one was really like, like yeah, I'm so into it. But like... People still bought it. Commander's still a fun format. And you yeah. to just buy a deck and your friend buys a deck and your other friend buys a deck and you play a wacky three-player game, cool. That's where I think where it's at, right? Yeah. It's just for home, home Which games. Which is why I'm so surprised they said this is the table. last one. Why do you not just keep making that? It takes like two people. What's all this later? This is our last one thing. So far, it's been a pretty miserable year. I thought we had a good year. It like, was a good year, yeah, but I think... Cherry-picked. Dominaria is just massive. Loved it. Yeah. It's a core set. I, Loved I think the idea that they want that. to try a bunch of different stuff and see what works better yeah. again because of the money they go hey commander 2018 was the same sales as last year wasn't it increasing and getting better and they go we can't do that if we keep releasing the same thing every year and they go try something different then so they can just keep trying different stuff you know what happened next september 27th yeah it was closed it got open oh it's a letter of the greek alphabet beta Open beta of Magic Arena, Magic Arena came out. They cleaned this this boy up, and I think when there. we look back on 2018, this will be the thing that changes Magic the most. This is yeah. 
We were skeptical about it. You've heard us talk about it before on the podcast. We did not know whether it was going to work. We didn't know whether it was even worth them putting their time in because all the magic digital stuff has been shit. Well, but this has been. I still really enjoyed Jules. I know it was a weird thing, and I keep talking about it, but I did enjoy it because I like. Because still with Magic Arena, I've got to go and sit in front of my PC and yeah. play it. Mm-hmm. That's not where I sit down to play games. Mm. If it was on my Xbox, it would just be, I'd just be hammering at something yeah. cruel. Um, I'd be on there all the time. It, in the next six months, maybe I should say this in premonitions. I mean, maybe you what? Maybe the seer might say something like this in the premonitions. Oh, but we can only hope. They know that. Yeah, they just need to make sure that it, when it lands, it lands ever at the same time. Mm. When Blizzard... Except for on the snitch. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> It'll come on the snitch. Don't you worry about it. It'll be great. And then I'll be playing more Magic Arena than ever. Playing well, how can bus. you do it with three toes and a thumb on each <laughs> well, hand when you're controlling it? When you control the thing. And you're hitting your controller with your tongue, yeah, yeah. your forehead. T- tongue control. Is there yeah. what? Tongue That's control so is the best way to play Magic. It's the only true way to play is Magic it? the Gathering. With oh. tongue control on the Nintendo. The Nintendo Snitch. That'll be great on the Nintendo Snitch. Then tongue control, forehead, joystick. Yeah, I called the console. I called to the kids uh, today. I said we were talking about the Xbox, and I was referencing the controllers. Mm. I said, "Where's the joystick?" They looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> it was like, "Who is this old man?" The joystick. Did they not call it joystick. I, it came What's out of my called? head. What's the, th- the little thumb thumbstick? I guess. Yeah, deep, deep pad. Call I, was, deep pad I called the whole controller a joystick. I was like, where is the joystick? <laughs> and they looked at me like I'd just come out of a cocoon <laughs> and I was growing what wings. What year is it? Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. It was very embarrassing. There's that Black Eyed Peas song. Where is the joystick? Where is the Sounds joystick? like they're talking about if Because as soon as you said Black Eyed Peas, sounds like they're talking about something else. Where is the joy? The For all joy, the fun, listen to episodes pre-episode fifty. <laughs> Talk about the joystick. Ah, yeah, uh, um, arena. So that's got to be that's a huge highlight. That's the number three Arena's, highlight. Dominaria, Battle Bond. We'll give that a pass. Sure. MTG Arena. Yeah, MTG Arena, huge open beta. We're talking millions of dollars coming in. Uh, my prediction for the next six months is that they put it on mobile devices because it's very draggable, droppable. Oh. Travel yeah. around with it, kind of thing. Um, also, once it comes to the consoles, it's going to be an absolute monster. It's beast, right? Yeah. Absolute monster. Yeah. If it comes to mobile devices and I can play it on my phone, I am very worried about what's going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. If I can just play it on my iPad in bed, I will be fucked. My neck will be fucked. My yeah. back will be fucked. My. <laughs> The other things will be fucked. Everything. I've just been playing Magic all the goddamn time. I'm very worried about that. But what about also that, Mishka? That's Mishka already plays it. Mishka every already plays it every minute spare. of every day. Yeah, I know. And all like he plays it with every minute of every day. If he can access it that easily, he'll play it. In he'll play Double. like 26 hours and 24 yeah. hours every yeah. day. He'll play 26 he'll fly hours a day backwards around the globe constantly on his iPad, paying for Qantas Wi-Fi. Just to be able to do it, yeah. He'll be doing play. When we talk to him, he'll be doing plays. When he's here doing the pod, he'll be going, hang on a minute. Wait a second. T- <laughs> tap these lines here. Right, I'm in. Yeah. You don't even need to think about it anymore. You just <laughs> Yeah. It'll just be like streaming the lines. Matrix. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, look, and it just got better. October 5th, 
<laughs> I don't know. This is weird. October fifth, Guilds of Ravnica came out. Oh goodness me! That's a hit. It's good. It's been really good. I, I've loved that. And I wonder if we'll look back on it like that in six months. Because we always seem to go, oh, this is all right. I'm enjoying it. Mm. And then in six months' time, we're going, wasn't good. I think it co- is like a coping mechanism for rivals of Exile. We go, oh, it's yeah. okay. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it through. <laughs> God, what's that, Lassie? Oh, oh, some little Jimmy stuck down the well. What? He's playing rivals of Ixalan. Don't worry. We'll Don't get, worry we'll about get him out. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Rivals was tough. Uh, but we only had three months with it. Guilds of Ravnica is actually very, very good. And, like, we were worried about the draft being a bit on rails and being very guild-driven, but I'm not so worried about that now. It's like there are three guilds that are very powerful, but it's a self-correcting thing. And if- it's also there's pluses and minuses to that because it also helps out new players who just want to come on and get in on it and see how to, you know, two-car... Two-car, like, you know, I was talking earlier on about... It never occurred to me that there could be two color uh, combo yeah. uh, decks, and then when Guilds comes out, like Return of Ravnica for mm. me, it was like well, this is—it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So maybe that's what Guilds of Ravnica does. It's like, hey, new players, you don't have to play a monocolor deck; mm. you can mix it up, and this is how it works. Yeah. And, and like, I don't mind that they do that once in a while, where they go play two colors, and you go, but I want to do, it. and you go, no, yeah, play two colors, and you. You can play three colors and you can splash or you can play weird off colors if you really want, but it's just not worth it at this point in time. And you will have a great synergistic time with your blue-red or your black-white deck. Uh, No, your red-white deck, sorry. What what I don't like about it is when it comes out, I know we feel over-supplied with Magic products, but that set coming out in, what was it, October 5th, and we have to wait until January for the next set to come out. That seems like a huge gap. It always yeah. seems like it's just horrible. And I know they want to litter it pre-Christmas with stuff that Grandma can come by and go. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get little Jimmy this thing because he yeah. likes magic, and they're gonna give him that product. So mm. if they rock up, we go here buy this. There's, there's a couple things that 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 aren't on our, our 2018 release list here. Uh, two of which are game night. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's which is right. like a weird gift packy thing to buy for people who are getting into magic yeah. reasonably early and it's just a thing to play with a bunch of friends all around the table. You get five different one color decks and you play them against each other. And also the Also um, it's like a uh, is it like a five pack of welcome deck kind yeah. of strength uh, it's stuff. slightly better than welcome well, decks. Yeah, um Planeswalker deck less than Planeswalker decks. Yeah, and five yeah. and so you can play multiplayer games with that. The yeah. other thing that came out um, just pre- pre-Christmas and pre-the actual last release of the year is um, the gift pack, which is how they're, re- they're replacing those big boxes they used to do, the gift yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just five exclusive promos that you can only get in this gift pack and then it unlocks them on Magic Arena. You get some four basic lands and four boosters for $30. So it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, and that's the thing I've been putting in mum's hands when they go, my son plays magic and he, I didn't know what to get for him. I was like, he definitely doesn't have this. And that's what you want out of, yeah. out of a gift thing. Yeah. Uh, Guilds of Ravnica guild kits. Not, they were fun. We're talking about the, um, they, oh, sorry. They came out on uh, in the beginning of November, November yep. 2nd. The guild kits. I talking about, I get, these are the, um, what are they? 36 card 
No, they're um, the guild. Those are theme boosters. So, so they came out theme this year boosters. as well. Yeah, the- I, th- I thought theme boosters were really good. Theme boosters are great. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they do stuff like mm. theme boosters as a different thing to buy instead of just regular boosters. Because for years and years and years and years, a question I never stop getting asked is, "What booster pack do I buy for my blue red deck?" I go, "Yeah, any of them." And they go, <laughs> "Isn't it just one?" You're color talking in like the pack? another language yeah. to me, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was really cool. I'd just be like, that's 36 blue-red cards in there. Can't go wrong. 10 bucks, cool. Yeah. And people love it, and they buy them by the multiple because they know that they're more likely to get the cool rare that they want out of it. Yeah. Um, guild kits were this I'd weird... Li- I'd like to see them have another rare in there. Although, you know, like maybe even if you it was, to it was random. It was one to three rares. Oh, really? One person I met opened oh. three. It was mostly one. About I've 60%. only ever opened one. Yeah, um, mm. you could get two. I didn't there. open a lot. Yeah, I, opened, I didn't open it. We we opened a couple that we've got right here that we took to Melbourne. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah we went with them. We yeah, sort we of uh, what a, what do you call it? Pack wars. Pack them. Yeah, we just Pack shuffled wars some lands in. Um, oh, um, where the, we so so the guild kits. The were, guild kits. Um, November second. Famous reprints and new cards with possibly alternate artwork, a cool little pin, and like a thing. Uh, this was what they put a bunch of cool reprints in so usually they put that in dual decks or in the commander decks and things guild kits i think are more where we're going to see them going in the future uh with like built around the theme but as a loose excuse to just put a bunch of cool cards in there and we we just sold out of them like crazy like yeah no one could have predicted that so that was a hit that was a hit big hit and theme boosters hit Mm. uh oh we have got magic game night here came out on the 16th and we touched oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Gift, gift pack came out on Sunday. Yeah, okay, gift pack. Mm-hmm. And then, even this this was, this was this list that I got, I forgot where it was, but it was off the official MTG releases for 2018 yeah. list. It did not have the next item on there because this was a surprise <laughs> that came and took us all by storm, which was yeah. the Ultimate Masters, which came out on December the 7th. Yeah, this was the very, very surprising. Short as, week or as, so ago. As someone who runs a store, it was like, what like this you've given us no lead up to this everyone has to buy this worldwide and get hyped about it all within about two and a half weeks of each other and then (laughs) we're going to sell these packs that are twice as expensive as any booster you've ever sold Mm. before what have you got uh, (laughs) what are you what are you putting into it yeah and it turns out that they could just really juice it with tamagoyf snapcaster liliana all the different uh, you know rares and mythics and stuff you want and all they had to do was put in a box topper to Put people over the edge and yeah, yeah. The box uppers are sweet. They are very cool. Like I've got two of forty, and I'm thinking getting the forty would be great to collect. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an impossible mission. I really wonder how many people have done that. It's very expensive. Oh yeah, nuts. Forty, forty of them. There's forty, only thirty. I I think just from from memory, I think there's forty. God damn. Yeah, they're all going to be quite bonkers. Mm. Um, okay, so that, that's that's 2018 Magic Night Ultimate Masters, uh, and then early early in the year we're going to get a Ravnica Allegiance is going to come out in yeah. early January. Mm-hmm. What are the what's the pre-release dates for that? Uh, that is the third weekend of January. Let me just get okay. Yeah, so a few weeks in. Yeah, so that will see uh, not a second part to Gills of Ravnica, but uh, definitely set in sure. the same. Is it, is it, it's not going to be autumn, is it? Is it going to be winter? 
I think it. I think it's set at the same time as. Guild, oh, so it's autumn it is. themed. The um, next time we go to Ravnica, it'll be winter. Oh, okay, so it's going to be autumn themed, and we're going to get the next five guilds, which are going to be the enemy colored guilds. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, no, no, sorry. They they just mix and match them. So oh. it's uh, the, just the ones that we didn't get this time. So black, white, blue, white, red, green, red, black, black and green, blue. Ooh. And blue. Yeah. Oh, Simic. Blue. A little bit Simic. Yeah, I don't want to see any Murphy. My Merf- favorite guilds to play. No, I don't think so. <laughs> My favorite guilds to play are actually all the Ravnica Allegiance ones, so I'm much more pumped for, for this. All right, cool. And that'll take us through. It'll be the next one, will be April ish time. Or we'll yep, start yeah, the whole it'll be April, but cycle you again. can expect them to put a bunch more crap in there. There's guild kits already oh, yeah. planned for this and supplemental sets and, and stuff. So Ravnica Allegiance is going to be pretty big, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, 2018. How overall? How do you feel? I've got like about five five hits out of yeah. the. To to me, the booster sets were overall extremely positive. Uh, Rivals was rough, but that was from the end. It of, almost feels like that's from a different it's era. From a different ago. era, yeah. Dominaria, yes, I think, so. will look back as the start of a, a golden age. It was the board sweeper of of the sets. Yeah. <laughs> Re- resetting the the environment. <laughs> Corset was a bit of a palate cleanse, like it was it was fine, but like it was a corset. I, I don't, I, I kind of don't mind that though, because mm. I'm, I'm always thinking about the new players. I'm thinking the new players can come in. It's easy to say, oh look, corset's coming out in a minute, so just hang five, get in on it here. Yeah. It's nice and simple. Biggest innovation Learn the corset core. brought was five uh, planeswalker decks at cheap prices. Yeah, yeah, I which is really that. cool. I thought that was great because yeah, you can walk in, you can just grab a planeswalker deck, you can play it. You're mm. playing with a planeswalker. And you got your yeah. self-made deck there. Oh, I think um, it's, it's uh, very accessible, so I don't mind it being a little bit, a little bit vanilla. When yeah, it comes my, out. my my main points are: is a year of flux because arena was so huge. They had to change a bunch of the way the premier things work. They're phasing out old products, bringing in new products. I think we're moving into exciting times for Magic. It's gonna there's gonna be a whole bunch of different stuff over the next few years. Yeah, uh, get in an arena now because I think so, if yeah. 2018 is the year that was launched and it goes as big as we think it is, you'll be there at the beginning. Yeah, and and if like all those smug bastards that I were playing am, Black Lotuses and uh, yeah. playing Magic when it first came out, you know, no one wants to listen to those guys. So let's be the new new ones. Yeah, and and like arena. I was playing in the closed beta, and, and you were playing in the closed beta as well. You get some cool exclusive. Like I got a full art to fairy. Which I got just for playing in the um, in the closed beta. Okay. So my cool my Teferi that I use in my blue white red deck is full cool. art now. Um, so yeah, getting cool stuff like that on Arena, get onto it as soon as possible because that's the future of Magic, I think, and and that's the biggest change that's happened this year. Yeah. And as we said earlier on, it might be the future of Magic, but it doesn't preclude playing it in, in real no, life. No, I don't so. think paper's ever going to die because that's what they designed for, and they still make a lot of money from that. Uh, my my. My biggest gripe of 2018. Oh, right. This is personal. Maybe we'll end on this. Yeah. Okay. Let's end on let's end on gripes. I am sick to death <laughs> of my self-imposed thing where I said I was going to collect every planeswalker ever printed, and <laughs> yeah. they keep printing all these goddamn planeswalkers. <laughs> in, in 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 I keep saying in, vanilla. In everything. In garbage in, sets. In garbage sets. So commander, not interested in commander. I've got to go online and buy the yeah. planeswalkers that came out in the sets. When a new core set comes out, they do one planeswalker in every color, and now they do five different planeswalker decks. I have to collect <laughs> eleven new planeswalkers from the core set, and the 
Commander ones, there were four different ones there. Oh, God. And then they did the Mythic Edition, and I just cried. I cried and <laughs> cried and cried. Because I had to get all these full art $100 whatever's. Oh, yeah. Stop oh, that's it. the, Stop the it, collector's wizards. lifestyle. Oh, no, wall. that should have been my hot garbage. Look at this wall of yeah. shit over here. That's mm. my. Anyway, enough of that. All right. Uh, so that was the topic discussion. That was uh, 2018 in Magic. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was solid. I think it was better than 2017. Oh, I, I, yeah. I would say so. What are you having? Mm. 2017, we got a bit confused, especially. Well, Kaladash was Aether great. Aether Revolt, Armand Cat, Arav. Devastation, Ixalan. Yeah. And that and, was like not a good And in the middle of that, they said they were going to chop out the three, the two set format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would just been chopped down to. Yeah. Which was a good call. Which but was then, a good call, but yeah. then that kind of made us go, can't we just have the big sets right now? And we're like, no, because we've designed you've all this stuff. Wait. Yeah, you've still got to wait. Yeah, you still got to wait months and months and months. Yeah. So 2017 was another year of flux, but in a much worse way. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, we'll be right back after this with a bit of hot garbage. Hot garbage. Aaron Graham, what do you got for hot garbage? I uh, don't like on Magic Arena they changed the ranking system to only care about best of ones. It doesn't make any sense. Bastards! Why, do I, why should I be judged as a Magic player on how well I do on a random best of one game? Oh, that sounds like Boo. terrible hot garbage. Uh, David Wildsmith, hot garbage. Oh, thanks, David. Uh, my thanks hot garbage. Bedroom, David. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of this long wait. I just, I wanted something. I want something a bit more juicy in between the in like the the last set that we had and the January set. I know Christmas mucks it up, but Ultimate Masters was that thing. It's just not for us. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just need. I just need something that I can play with. Yeah. 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 That was it. That was. Hot garbage. All these guild caravan things. Right here. 16 bucks for a hot dog in Ravnica. That's both... Starving as well. How about... Is this some peanuts or something? There's a guy that looks like he's got some peanuts in this sort of store. Demia... Just for a pup, just for a badge. Jesus, they've got out of themselves. Well, they sell pottery. Garbage. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me that? Um, that oh, God. Oh, I didn't expect to see you there. What's with all these folk singers and stuff? It's like panpipes and classical guitar. And Welcome to Ravn. It's almost uh, like a fucking Bob y- Dylan I can't believe. Concert, I, mean. I can't believe that you found oh. me again. I've been... I've been hiding yeah. all across the multiverse trying I to get seen away you from in you. in ages, man. Yeah, good to see you. You've been as well. you, you, you keep looking after yourself. You doing all right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking healthy. Where's the, you get the tan? Yeah. It's autumn. Did you spend a, a rough <laughs> summer in Ravnica? Yeah. Summer in Ravnica, pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, not not really loving it here. Yeah, they always pretty keen to head off. Knackered yeah. over Ravnica, I hear. Um, whilst yeah, it's I've all got the, it, it's all the smog. The smog. Yeah, from the. You know, yeah, from it gets... the Golgari under fumes. Uh, oh, that's where you got your tan from. Yeah, wow. it's not from the sun. It's from the. <laughs> God, you got very reactive skin. Yeah. Hey, something that you might be reactive to is look, we're, we're in in the plane that I'm from. We're about to end the year. Mm. 
uh, we're very, you know, because mm. we're looking forward to what might be happening in 2019. Ah. 2019, that's the, like, the year we use. 2019 what? Just 2019 years of stuff. That's not very long. That's not very long at all. What have uh, you guys been doing for 2,000 years? Oh, it's playing crazy. a bit of magic. Um, What's that? Oh, so it's based on all the characters that you see knocking around in Ravnica. <laughs> I'm getting a bit of a yeah. I'm getting some. Oh, you would know. I'm oh, getting yeah. some. Oh, I'm getting some haze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some interesting stuff. Stuff about maybe 2019 in magic. I see Dovin Barn. He's there. What? Dovin Barn. He's, he's back again. He's a baddie. He is. Aligned with Bolas. Domri Raid. Yeah. See him back. Same guy. He's grown up a little bit. They've now. got their own little it's gang. Yeah. He's a baddie now. Yeah. I see Kaya. Kaya? Black, white, ghosty lady. What? I do, what's, what, who's, who's this? Kaya the ghost I don't know lady. if you ever played the Magic the Gathering set on your plane called Conspiracy. Big hit over no, here I in didn't. Ravnica. No. Uh, it's set on a plane called Fiora and there was an assassin, mm. a ghost assassin named Kaya. She was white, black. Oh. She's going to be heading up the Orzov clan. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get... A few planes. Ghost, is she off the Ghost Council? But no, she's not off the names, Ghost Council, do they? No. She's getting enlisted by Tasa to try and destroy the Ghost Council because oh. she's a ghost, and ghosts can kill ghosts, apparently. Right. And I mean, I know, can... I know that. So yeah, opposite yeah. locked in, opposite out of there. Because mm. they're going to be around in the new year with uh, uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, we're going to see a big showdown between the Gatewatch and Nicol Bolas. Oh, God. Chasing really? each other across the planet. It's not going to be something Ravnica. Some of it's going to be on Ravnica, but it's yeah. going to be a big chase. They've never done a big chase before in Magic. I and think they've done show... enough to convince us we don't want to listen. So do we really have to tune into that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's going to be called Hunt for Nicol Bolas. Is it? I, or something like that. Hunt know. for yeah. Bolas. My, 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 it's it's, it's grey. It's mur- misty. It's murky. I don't know. Hunt for Bolas, it's going to be called. Yeah. And everyone who calls, everyone who comes into my shop that says, Do you have any copies of Nicholas Bolas? <laughs> Nicholas, yeah. I'll be able to go, It's, Nico, it's Nic- Nicole. Nicole Bolas. Nicole Bolas is Nicole how. Nicole Bolas. We've got this guy back on my plane called Mark Rosewater. Oh, he calls. Powerful he, wizard. Yeah, oh, you know, I know him, yeah. of him. Yeah. His, um, yeah, he, he calls him. Nicole. He's Nicole, Nicole Bolas. I know, because I'm a seer. Yeah, you Nicole are. Nicole Bolas. Mm. Uh, um, anyways, uh, tracing across the plains, Nicole Bolas is not going to be defeated. Oh, he's not? He's going to escape within an inch of his life. What about the Gatewatch? Gatewatch messed up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to form a new Gatewatch that's not going to... The Gatewatch will be disbanded. It's, really? it's already It's already the end of end of days, end of days. Oh, Gatewatch is They're going to get killed done. off? Maybe someone will die. It'll be someone crap like Gideon or someone good like Liliana. Like, not Liliana. No. She's kind of undead and way too powerful. Not Jace. It's too much. But like, I could see uh, Gideon getting killed. Yeah. No one really cares about nah. him. Nah. Ajani's a lot more exciting. And we need to enlist a White Plains Walker to fill in the gaps. Elspeth. Oh, she's oh. back. Oh boy. How's that haircut coming along? I heard she's got a. a she's got a yeah, I've seen it in the in the. A guy I was doing a podcast mist. with. He said, um, he said she's got an emo haircut now. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's looking very hybrid, yeah. black white. Yeah, 
She won't be black white because Kaya is a is a baddie and she's black white. And oh yeah, black, yeah, white yeah, yeah. She's just gonna be white again. Yeah. She's gonna replace Gideon. Gideon dead. Dead. Good. Good. Oh, I'm happy with that news. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, are we gonna get a corset next year? We sure are. We sure are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then so right after Hunt for Bowlers, mm. it's gonna be corset 2020. Um, uh, is that 2020 right? perfect yeah, vision. 2020. Uh, but it's a blue card. And the poster child for that one. Yeah. For Corset 2020. For Corset 2020. Here we, we hear it first now, here here on the... Elspeth. Again. There's going to be a bunch is of... Is this just going to be the year of the Elspeth? Well, she's going to be a major player in the story sometime in the next year. Yeah. Corset's a good time to kind of focus on her without doing a whole Theros thing. Okay. So they go, oh, we'll do most of the Corset Theros-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Elspeth. Wow. Face character, main, main one. Wow. Okay. Uh, any, you, can you see anything regarding uh, Magic Arena in the next year? I see a big prize pool of a bunch of people playing yeah, we all these know, weird tournaments we they haven't really properly figured out yet. I see people playing in local stores called MCQs, which are Mythic <laughs> Championship qualifiers. Really? But also playing them on Magic Arena. Yeah. So they're going to involve something on Magic Arena which lets you qualify for the Mythic Championship just by playing Magic Arena. Huh. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. Obviously, I, I can predict the future and I can say I'm not going to be able to... Why are you excited to... about it? I didn't think you played. I thought you just looked into the... I can get excited about the, the thought of the... of the potential of qualifying. Yeah. That's allowed. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to upset In the... Seer land, yeah. just because you yeah. can't see the future doesn't no, mean I can't, I can't no. have a good time. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were into having good times. I thought you were just into... Yeah, just disgruntledly looking at the future yeah, constantly. Because yeah. you said it annoys you seeing the future. So. It does annoy me. Yeah. yeah. Being so wise, <clears throat> all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I've got some, I got, I got a couple of tunes to play, so get oh, out of here. Could I ask you a few more questions or are you. You, um, you cannot. Yeah, oh, come on, can we just a little bit two, more about. Two, three, one, two, three. Ah, oh, those folk singers are coming back in there. Oh, I guess that was. Uh, premonitions with. Aaron Graham. Well, now I know what 2019 is going to be about. Needs and twos. Needs and twos. Needs and twos. We've got. Hey, you can. Even though it seems pre-Christmas, I understand. At all good game stores right now, you should be able to start signing up for uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Yeah, you can right? start pre-ordering products. We all know what the prices are. We all know Do where we? it's going to be and when it's going to be. So yeah. you can start signing up right now. There's Even nothing stopping you. Albury, Coffs Harbour, Bondi Junction, Melbourne, Kalangur, Adelaide, Chicago, Joondalup, Indianapolis, Rockingham. Molly Town Hall Cannington <laughs> I just think Central uh, Melbourne I said Melbourne That I win Ah oh, you won You don't want All right. Good, good All games All those places And good apologies games. To Good games Good games David Good games Good games good. GG's 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 <laughs> GT's GT's at GG's yeah, so get yourself uh, on the list for some pre-release gear for uh, Ravnica Allegiance. Don't miss out because you know what it's like. You rock up on that day and they're like, man, we got we got an allocation of 40, mm. 40 gone out the door. You just rocked up, 
you're not going to get anything. You're going to wait a week. Yeah, uh, we we just recently took over the ownership of uh, Good Games and Morley, yeah. and Wizards just sent us our email saying, "Hey, you guys can do more than you did before," which is still not very many because thanks to the previous owner, they didn't register <laughs> enough people with their events. <laughs> oh, this is what you want to tune hey. into. Needs and truths where all the needs and twos. Needs and twos, PTY, where all the where all the tr- drunken truths come out. Oh dear. Hey, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, wizards. Detective is still the game of the month. Um, so well, many stores have sold out uh, using the game of the month special. Yeah. But if your local Good Games has got a uh, you know a copy, uh, listen to the previous podcast, get the password, get into your Good Games store, get Detective. It's a modern crime story, board game. Modern crime. Modern crime board game. Yeah. A modern crime sport game. Designed by four of the people, four of the most difficult to pronounce people's names I've ever tried. Is I, one of them Ignacy Trevisacek? That's the easy one to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That was the hard one. No, no, no. I, was, I got that one down. That was all right. Uh, look, if we mention your name in any of the questions and on the stream or anything like that, contact us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com. We'll send you out a uh, Sevenland Hand badge of some description. Uh, you know that you know what they are. Uh, what else have we got? We're going to be back in a fortnight with our... Oh, this is going to be special. We've got a, a seasonal review. I don't even know how this is going to roll out. We might mm. just do a video review. We might not even do a regular audio review. Yeah. We might do both. Mm. Who knows? Crazy times. It's Christmas. The, the, I've seen the video in progress and it is really great. Thanks, Aaron. That's mm-hmm. good. It's like you guys sent me off to New Zealand and yeah. then changed the plans halfway. <laughs> That's rough. But yeah. Reviewing the 15-year-old Lord of the Rings card game. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> hey, some of, these, some of these 15-year-old games need to be covered. Yeah. That's why we went to New Zealand and then we changed to one at Ultimate That's why World. I play Settlers of Catan every night until yeah. we go to sleep. Look, One Night Ultimate Ultimate Wealth is the game that we seem to cover most at Christmas. Mm. We've got... It's ultimate Christmas game. Literally hundreds of plays between just the two of us. Mm. Um, Better with alcohol. Great with big groups. Easy to learn. Yeah. Don't don't need many components. You can play it with no components. We'll do a quick video review of it and you can see it online. And we'll we'll do a playthrough. And we'll just show you. You can see the whole game played in like less than 10 minutes. So that'll Mm. be good for a laugh. And, uh, yeah, stay chatting on the Facebook page. Uh, we're just after, in it for the gags. Um, and that's pretty much it for yeah. um, the 2018 Magic Year in Review. Plenty of stuff going on. Did Go you miss something from Week in Geek earlier on that you were uh, talking about? I the... read a book series when I was younger. Yeah. Called Mortal Engines. Oh, yeah. Tra- and, my son's reading this. And, and the books are really quite good because they mm. do a lot of conventional... It's quite old, isn't it? It's quite old. Oh. Uh, ooh, it came out 15 years ago. Wow. And, and there's a series of four... Bonkers qu- premise. Bonkers premise. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, in, a, in a world where there's not many resources, cities have to move around to gather their resources and people live on the cities and they, and they gather them. Very high concept, kind of young adult fantasy. It gets very dark as the, as the books go on. Mm-hmm. Peter Jackson got a hold of this thing and then it was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to inject some proper love into it. I don't want to write the script, though. I'll just get someone else to... Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll write the script, but I'll get someone else to direct it and kind of like do all the, the big shebang. The movie, as a result, 
I've been waiting for this movie for like 15 years. 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And it came out and I was like, yeah. Oh. They do that shit where they like explain everything oh. as it's happening. They go, you've lived on London, the moving city, your entire life. What do you think about the way in which cities go around and devour each other for resources? And they go, I don't feel very good about it. The so way that I feel about <laughs> this guy, he's leading London into a new future. I, his name is Thaddeus Valentine. He's a good guy. I really like him. And I was like, can you stop? Tell, like this tell don't show. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, the premise in the universe is really good, and all you had to do was kind of just almost just verbatim do, him do what the book did. Mm. And instead they took out all the interesting bits and, and made it... Oh, have you seen the movie already? I've seen it already. And I was oh, like, it's the whole oh. movie, but that's not just the... Oh, no. I thought you were just talking about the trailers. No. Oh, the movie sucks, does it? The script sucks. Sad days. The script sucks. The visuals are amazing. Yeah, I've seen some of the visuals. And, and, and they do a lot of bits of it really well. A lot of bits of it are shit. I thought we were really getting past that. Let's treat the audience like they're dummies sort of I think, era. Uh, like I've got theories, obviously. I've always got yeah, theories. Can't, My theory this in this one is it's a hard sell. You go, this is a brand new fantasy universe. I've never done it before. That, yeah, it's not like dragons and thing. It's cities on wheels with like mechanics and steampunk. Kind I think of stuff. you get that straight away. I don't think it's so complicated. Like I still think back to 1984, 85, 86, yeah. somewhere like that. You get you get things like Ghostbusters and yeah. Back to the Future. Uh, yeah, true. You just true. get them straight away. Yeah. It's fun. I, you know, people are gonna get put backpacks on and catch ghosts and then you're gonna have a like a 40 foot marshmallow man walking down the street yeah we're cool all fine yeah it's all fine right, if you just yeah. tell a story properly it doesn't you don't need to uh explain things in ridiculous mind-numbing mm. ways but the I, audience I think is that than that. now they go hey we got we got uh i don't know 15 million dollars to spend what do we spend on do we spend it on this brand new thing that we know works or do we spend it on a sequel to one of them whatever movies remake a remake yeah, it's a fucking and garbage. they go well, i guess we just do the remake because it's like guaranteed money so so with this they go look we'll take a shot on this weird yeah. on this premise we don't know anything about and well, you know what the first script would have been good yeah. And then execs would have stepped in and go, look, I really just don't think the audience is going to get this when it's explained. Yeah, why are the cities moving more? around, man? Yeah, like, man. you know, uh, that, I don't think they're going to get it. I've been in loads of cities, man. I go on holiday all the time. They're never None moving. None of them move around. None of them moving around. And uh, spoilers, very clearly marked. Spoilers. Yeah. If you're listening to this. In the dying seconds of the pod. In the dying seconds of the pod. Listen to it now. Don't listen to it now. One of the, one of the coolest things that happens in the book... Do you care about this? No, I don't care. One of the coolest things that happens in the book is you meet Tom. He's just like, you know, typical mm. hero's tale. He becomes more... Best man at your wedding. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, same guy. Very similar, I know. You actually. were best man at his wedding. I was the best man at his wedding. Um, he, uh, in, in the book, he's in love with this girl named Catherine. And then he meets this horribly scarred, grizzled girl named Hester. And they go on this big adventure together doesn't really like Hester very much. They grow to love each other. Yeah. At the end... That's nice. At, uh, yeah, you it's do, cool. You don't usually get that. At the end, he gets back to London. He's like, oh, Catherine, I forgot about Catherine. I still London really love her. gets back to him. Yeah. I still really love her. Catherine just gets stabbed right in front of him. And she literally dies... That's in the book. Right there, in the book. In the right. movie, she goes and leaves London to safety at the, at the end. And they fall in love and he goes with the pretty girl? N- no, no, he goes with the girl who is not so hideously disfigured in... In, in, the, oh. in the movie 
in the movie, she's still like sweet in her, in her own callous kind of way. Um, she got ginger hair. Yeah, she's like she's really pretty. Like she just got a scar. Like like whatever. And ginger hair. And ginger hair. That's what they. That's what they give they to her, didn't do they? It, yeah, always. <laughs> that's how they make them ug- ugly. Yeah, that's unconventionally that's you know. attractive. Yeah, that's how you know. Uh, and and like I was she's just... actually good looking, but we're telling you that she's ugly because she's got red hair. That little. The, that's scar. the movie way of saying. Yeah. It, yeah. And and so there was there were lots and lots of things like that. Like there were lots of other beats in the story that changed around and stuff. But like, what, you don't need to pander to make it good. Like Game of Thrones is evidence enough that you can just kill off willy nilly and people still feel yeah attached to the to the ruins of what's left. You know, and and now you probably get that thing where people go, "Ah, oh, we tried something new and didn't turn out for the best, so let's not do that anymore." There won't be a sequel. To this. No, but pre- pre- Predator. 2019. <laughs> They're just going to remake stuff until, until we're all sick of it. And then there'll I'm be a few artists that come out of the woodwork and make some really great stuff. Mm. Uh, please watch Killing It. It's so, yeah. so very, very That's very the place good. to get original stuff. Netflix and Stan yeah. to a lesser degree. Mm. Yeah. Because it's all word of mouth. That's why we're talking about it now. Yeah. Alrighty. Good stuff. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Good, good night. night.